This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Let's do it. Recording currently. All right. One, two, three, go. Go. Good. <laughs> 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 we got to keep that one. That was a good one. Yeah, absolutely. Well, how's it hanging, ladies and germs? I'm Chris Alravalzo, and welcome to another episode of Wizard Hang. Today, I'm joined by my two very special guests, if you'd like to introduce yourselves real quick. I'm Skylar, uh, creator of Omega Star 7 and voice of Slip. And I'm James, um, the voice of Trey and a couple others. Now, let me say, like, honestly, like, the f- when I listened to that first episode, season one, episode one, I-, I tuned in. I listened to the whole thing, and I was just enraptured the entire time. Was it the nuts scene that did it for you? <laughs> that last fucking line <laughs> killed me. I was like, all right, I'm binging this whole thing right now. <laughs> <laughs> we, you know, we set that up to be like, it was way longer and we have a full version on our Patreon of those, like the full, like Ooh. the full on it. I went back and like edited like the actual version down without cutting any actual lines out. And it's like an extra two minutes longer. Oh shit. <laughs> and, uh, I had my wife and George, a friend of the show be like, it's a bit long. And so we <laughs> cut it down to a minute and a half and it still seemed too long. <laughs> but we kept it anyhow. So I was there. like, well, listen, listen, if they can't, if it's like Marilyn Monroe, if they can't hang with that, they don't deserve the rest of the show. <laughs> Amen. <Okay? laughs> that Patreon version also has me uh, laughing like a hyena. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. dude. My, my favorite Patreon thing we've done so far, and I'm really bad at keeping up with the Patreon, but my favorite one we've done is Alex's Mylar. I have the full version of the Mylar, but like the original version where like he's like, because when we did the Mylar, we didn't know how it was going to be. So Alex is sitting in front of us and I was like, you should do it like he's a, do it like he's a conspiracy theorist. And so he did a test run and that was like the original version. So fucking ridiculous. Yeah, it's over the top. <laughs> it's, it's wild. Oh man. I love our show. It's yeah, your fun. show's great. I love your show. Yeah, I like your dude. I, let's talk about your show. Yeah, the Wizard Scroll. Of course. It's, well, it's it, this is my podcast now. So oh, uh, of course, Chris. <laughs> Chris, what 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 had you? What 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 gave you the uh, the uh, inspiration to start the Wizard Scroll? Well, I was in a, a creative writing class in college back in like 2018 or something. I'm an engineering major, or I was an engineering major, and I just took a creative writing class. It wasn't for any credits or majors or anything. Did not count for my degree at all, but it was like a turning point because I was always a big fan of um, fantasy fiction and Scald, like some podcasts like about like fantasy stuff. And I just took the concepts from that. I was like the most bombastic fucked up story told in a funny way. I got a very big, um, well, there's, there's definitely a Conan vibe going mm. on. And like, uh, I, when I listen to your show, the episodes I've listened to, I got there was this there was a there was like a short one episode pilot that was aired on um on Adult Swim that's called Grognak yes, or something. Wait. Korgoth, and right? Korgoth. Kor- I Korgoth. fucking love it was Korgoth. that. It's Korgoth. 
And that's the exact vibe I get. It's very self-aware. Like when you watch Korgath, mm-hmm. the beginning, they're literally playing Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Like there's like, and there's like D there's like D twenties everywhere. <laughs> I got to check this out. So it, it, dude, it's the best 20 minutes you'll ever spend. And it'll make you pissed off at adult swim for not picking it up. I watched it on Vimeo. I think they still have the whole thing. Oh, it's when I so watched good. it dude, for the first so time, I was fucking rolling. Like this is exactly the kind of shit that I would like if I had an adult swim show, that's basically what it would be. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, I, I would like, I, honestly, I would love to pitch Omega Star 7 to Adult Swim because it has, it's like, it's literally inspired by Adult Swim, the bridging of exactly. very bombastic stories and also anime. So, like, it literally is a show that was made for Adult Swim, and I don't think they'll pick it up. <laughs> I mean, like, if Adult Swim ever wants to do, like, a podcast division of their of their company, like... Fuck, we got I'm three first talented in line. guys right here. I'm second in line. Hey, Net Net Netflix did a uh, Midnight Gospel, which is basically that. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's definitely like a very creative like. I'm talking about I'm talking about Netflix right now. Oh, I'm <laughs> upset about way. Cowboy Bebop, and I haven't seen it. No, we're talking about Netflix now. Netflix, we're on Netflix. All right, we're on Netflix. Okay, we're on Netflix now. Listen, I haven't seen I haven't seen the new Cowboy Bebop. I that means I can't say I hate it because I haven't seen it. But I'm very disappointed with some of the choices they made in the, in the development. Like what? Anything specific? Yeah, honestly, like the cast is really cool. I really like the cast they pick. Like John Cho's great. Uh, Mustafa. The, the court? I don't know. I can't say his last name, but he is phenomenal. And the, the, the girl that plays Faye. Awesome. Great cast. However, I don't like they didn't really include Watanabe in the development. And like, I don't know. I felt that like I read an article that was an interview with him and he literally said, I don't know if they're going to listen to me. So I hope the show turns out good. And that was a red flag for me. Oh, yeah. If the original creator is not like part of the team, like that really does seem like a red flag. Yeah, I mean, like and from my understanding, like the director went to like his studio and he. I get two sides of the story. Watanabe said that he gave him notes and he's not sure if he's going to give them. Andre Nemec said that he was just told to make his own show and give an art go off of. So I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. So, I mean, I never even seen the original. So like, I'm just kind of smiling and nodding. Right it's now. good. I've heard really good things about it. Yeah, it's, it's good. I heard the soundtrack on Spotify. Oh dude. And I was like, oh shit, this theme song slaps. I'm listening to it in the car. I never even seen the show. I just loved it. Yeah. I mean, I know that the seatbelts make a return to um, Cowboy oh, Bebop. That's the so the soundtrack is made by the same people, mm. Yoko Kano and the seatbelts. But um, I don't know. I just I find that like adaptations are a tricky business. Yeah, very tricky business because you have two ways it can go. You can have stuff like The Last Jedi, which technically isn't an adaptation, but it felt like one. It felt like The Last Jedi, for example was a guy who's like, I can tell Star Wars better than Star Wars can tell Star Wars. And then fail miserably. Yeah, so, like, it felt very, very, like, I'm not saying the movie was bad. I'm saying that, like, I could tell it was very, very, like, it almost felt personal. You know, it felt like Mm -hmm. there was a lot of scenes that made me felt, made me feel like I was being slighted for liking the other Star Wars. You know what I mean? Because I like Star Wars because it's silly and, you know, it's, it's very out of this world. Like, you know, it's supposed to be an escapist thing. And it just felt like I was constantly being challenged. By, I'm like, I don't. That's not why I'm watching Star Wars. I don't want to think. If I want to think, I'll watch Blade Runner. 
Exactly. You know, know your like, fucking place. <laughs> my problem with The Last Jedi is... Oh, let's talk about it. The whole, like, one-third of the movie where it's Finn and the girl, and they're on the space casino, like, that made literally no sense. Any of that. Harry like, Potter planet. Like, a complete non-sequitur for the entire movie. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah, like, I, I, like the Ray stuff with Luke, like, I, I just wanted to see more of that. Like, every, like, that was, it was good. like five minutes total almost. Let me tell you something. They wasted a great character played by Benicio Del Toro. I liked the character he played. Yeah. I thought he was totally wasted in that movie. Like, it was Phasma, obvious. totally wasted. Obvious from the start that that guy was going to end up betraying the gang. He's literally just like, hey, what's up? I'm a con man. I'm going to con you, probably. Hey. And then they, he does. And no one's surprised. Oh, man. He's like, that's the business. And I'm like, okay. Fuck, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, that, that movie really put me off. I, I never walked. I have seldom walked out of a movie feeling disappointed. Mm-hmm. I can't think. I, I could think of that, that time. When I saw that movie by, uh, produced by Tim Burton, Nine. I felt disappointed because it was only like 75 minutes long. No shit. It's an epic movie. So why is it 75 minutes long? I've seen 75 minute movies that are good. I'm just saying, why would you make an epic movie and make it only 75 minutes? And then another movie was uh, that the devil inside. It's not the devil inside. It's something about like, it's a found footage movie. And they, the, the whole, the whole cast dies by getting hit by a truck <laughs> after like an hour and a half. Like it does how the movie ends. That so like yeah. So I'm yes. hearing the synopsis of this movie is there's a bunch of kids with a camera doing spooky things, and then just and they get hit by they a, get hit by a yeah, truck you, and the credits roll. You nailed roll. the movie. That sounds you so... nailed. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I paid money to see it, dude. I paid money to see it. What a stupid end! Like fuck. that ruined found footage for me. I won't ever watch the Blair Witch Project. Which you've never seen it. No, I'll never watch it again. Oh, it is well. It ruined found footage for me. It's the same reason it's hard for me to watch Berserk after the Berserk movies came out and ruined the anime and the manga. I don't know. Just adaptation is that bad? When I look back, I just say, man, I can't. Like, I I was rewatching Berserk recently, and I was like, I just couldn't get the shitty parts of the movie out of my head. You know what I mean? Like these these like remakes. Like the movie and the movies are of high quality. That's the problem. Like they're and that's yeah. They're high quality, like production value, but like the, if the story itself is like falling flat, there's no sa- there's no amount of polishing can save that. I agree. Like Space Jam, you really came right into this. <laughs> Space Jam, dude. They like they just it's the, the Warner Brothers CU at this point. Like the <laughs> they got a combined universe. Nice. Fucking Yogi Bear and and fucking Rick and Morty show up. Like all these characters, and then they just Don Cheadle, of course. And that's Let me it. ask you this: Do you guys feel that there was a there was a short time in the late '80s, early '90s when they were able to bond cartoons and live action, and it looked really good? There was that Brad Pitt movie, yeah, and then and then there was the Rod, and there was Roger, Roger Rabbit. Both of those movies looked they they were stylistically very pleasing to look oh, at. Yeah, Page Master sure. was cool enough. Oh, I love Page Master, and up. like, but ever since then, yeah, it doesn't work. Ever since like they invented CG. Exactly. And let me tell you something about CGI. You know why Avengers looks good? It's because everything looks bad in the movie. Mm-hmm. They, they like step the, they, like they, like they step the quality of the shots down to match the CGI. So I feel like it's, it's, it's like 
I don't know how to put it. It's a good, you know what I'm saying? Well, I think I think it's more that they use a bunch of cacophony. Ah, like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. there's there's so much going on that you can't focus on anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're just focused really... on Tony Stark as a teenager, CG'd onto the original. Like all right. this weird right. shit. Like just get an actor that kind of looks like him. You don't got a fucking CG on a man's face. Like fuck. Well, I mean, they've always had problems with like aging and de aging people. Like even back like when they had actual effects like yeah it's never been that good like, like the it, old guy yeah, at the end of end game sure. is that chris evans aged up with cg or is that a new actor that's a yeah, so that's that's chris evans is they aged him know. up why don't they just like, get an old guy which, that looks like him to do well, it like let me tell you something he literally looked like clint eastwood why would you not get clint eastwood he would have done it he would have he would have done it i guess the mcu of course and you're gonna do it then you have the chance of an old man captain america movie Fuck. That would have been badass. Sells I'd watch itself. Grand Torino if it was Cowboy Beep <laughs> or fucking Cap- I almost said Cowboy Beep. Captain America. I would have watched that movie. Like old grizzled Captain America. Yeah, he's got a cane. Old Captain like, America. It's like a like a Logan type scenario. Yeah. Oh, he's just like Logan's lugging so around good. the corpse of Tony Stark. <laughs> yeah, he just has him chained to his body. He has, yeah, he's yeah. carrying him around. <laughs> like part part like what he's done is that now that like now that he doesn't have the armor anymore. He took Stony, St- Tony Stark's armor and painted it like Captain America. Yeah. Now he's wearing his dead friend's outfit. That's This is dark. That's we're, real dark. Disney, we're right. All right, Disney. Uh, we're, are you listening? Disney, we're, right, we're writing a story. I'll ship my resume down dark. to you guys. <laughs> That's right. I advise you oh, guys. Man. The creators of the Wizard Scroll and Omega Star 7 have something to say. Yes. <laughs> Old man Captain America, played Disney by Clint Eastwood. Exclusive. It's one episode and Clint Eastwood has a heart attack, but we keep the heart attack shot. <laughs> he dies. Clint Eastwood dies. And then that's die. a- the dude's like 90 years old. It's, <laughs> it's got to happen. Like, Wasn't there that comedian, that famous comedian who died on stage? Which like, one? A Tiny attack? Tim. I know he died on stage. Uh, maybe that was him. I don't know. I remember there being a comedian who like died on stage and everybody thought he was doing a bit, but he like was. Oh, actually- wasn't it that one guy from the eighties? Now he, you know, like he had like the long white hair. He looked kind of like one of those creepy, like overset, heavy set, like bat, like Southern Baptist preachers. You know that guy? What the fuck was his name? I don't know. I, I have no idea what you're talking when about you, right now. What you said, what I, the first thing I thought of the, was that episode of everybody hates Chris, where the grandfather comes over. And he's uh, telling a joke at the table, and he's like, "Knock, knock, who's there?" And then he just fucking dies right there at the table. <laughs> and then Chris Rock is like, "We never did find out who was there." <laughs> wow. Oh man, I'm having a great oh. time. Yeah, me too. This is this is really oh, fun. Fuck. Oh man. Oh fuck. Speaking. Okay, wait. Okay, yeah. So it's your, your turn is... to talk. Mm-hmm. Oh, thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> um... So anyway, I was talking. <laughs> <laughs> You think the Trey slip dynamic is just in the show, but like <laughs> we are very real people. <laughs> um, the Wizarding Schools talking about aging it just made me think of um, the end of Harry Potter when they make them look old is some of the worst thing I've ever it's seen bad. in my entire life. I, I just had to, I had to make that comment. I gotta say something. Harry Potter fucking sucks. Let me be the one to say it. <laughs> the books or the movies? I don't know, man. They both kind of suck. <laughs> Listen, I have this thing. Okay, this is like let's let's get back let's get back to our show for a second, okay? And I I think I think Chris will agree. Mm-hmm. I hate fucking movies and books where like it's a bunch of kids going into things that are fantastical. 
I hate oh, you it. I've said that before. I hate not. It's not realistic. I hate Narnia. I hate the Last Starfighter. Any movie where there's like Valerian, all that shit, dude. It's stupid. Literally, my favorite type of it's, media. It's, it's the wackest way. This we're we're having it out right here on the Wizard Hangs. All right, listen. <laughs> why? It's it just it's them set. The only thing that works is the is the Princess Bride because he's not there. I'm just saying, like you could write you could write a cool character that's a kid in that world and like actually get it in there. Well, it's it's more of an escapist fantasy for children who are in. Um, difficult situation. Damn it! You, yeah. you, you've you've won. You yeah, win. That's a good Fuck. Point. <laughs> Damn it, James. Like if an again, with the, child, again with the good points. Imagine like an actual like four children go through a wardrobe and end up. And they see a fucking goat man standing there with his tea or whatever the fuck that movie goes like, and they just die in the cold. Credits roll. That's the movie. Like yeah. <laughs> the kids wouldn't make it anywhere. <laughs> The fucking ice story, witch or the dude. ice bitch or whatever her name is. We just <laughs> them instantly. They're children. They can't defend themselves. The white themselves. queen, dude. The yeah. white queen. Yeah, she, she would. Listen, all right. I, 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 I'm I being a little aggressive. I'll say this. I, 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 I'd be a liar if I didn't read Harry Potter and didn't try to fucking cast Wingardium Leviosa <laughs> on my fucking cat, dude. I'm just saying. I get it. Yeah, I do get the point there. of like. Well, you used the wrong spell. That's why it didn't work. Because Wingardium Leviosa is for levitating. Oh, you fucking nerd. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think um I prefer like deep seated fantasy, even if it's if it's in space, if it's if it's alternate history. I love all I love alt history stuff. That stuff's great. Like uh you know, there's a video game from uh, on Xbox, like the OG Xbox called Crimson Skies. Mm-hmm. Love that game. It's like it's like a, it's an alternate path after like World War One. And like the whole like like America's been slipping into four country. It's cool. I like that kind of stuff. I just there's something about kid goes into wardrobe into fantasy land. It feels like <clears throat> it feels like what lit RPG is today. Literary RPGs like Ready mm-hmm. Player One. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. And that stuff just turns me off. It's just not my vibe. I like there's there's a book called The King Killer Chronicles, right? By Patrick Rothfuss. He has two books out of the three that are supposed to come out. The, the best fantasy story to come out in the past 20 years, I'll put money on it. No, oh, you got to send me a link to that then. I got to check it out. King Killer Chronicles. I, I have heard really good things about it. I haven't gone it, It's written. Right. Yeah. Continue. Yeah. Well, I, I, it's just, I find that that writing style is really cool. I like that um, there's a sex scene in the second book, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not written like a fucking erotic book. It's written like a poem. Like what's going on in the oh, sex shit. scene. shit. It's very interesting. He's getting fucking spicy <laughs> on Wizard Hang nights. Listen, I'm just saying, well, I, I, I know it's hard to latch on. I, I, it's weird to latch on to a sex scene, mm-hmm. but like, it was just the first time I felt like this is a new way to tell a story is to like be a little artistic. Yeah, a little risque. Yeah, slightly wholesome. It's not, it's not explicit at all. That's the point, but it's, it's a sex scene. But it's not explicit. I've written a sex scene or two in my day, and they are very explicit. Oh, (laughs) baby. Have you guys heard of those awards for, like, the the worst um, erotic scenes in fiction? There, there's literally a whole awards thing. I, it's uh, <laughs> I'd probably win that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. I mean, I've read through some of these entries, and they are really rough. 
Like, like just so, the, the, like you got any the, you want to read off right now? I, I I can pull I can try to pull it up here. Yeah, real quick. That'd be you, guys, you guys talk so, while I try okay. to find this. I have the I have this I have this uh this running gag of all podcasts that I'm on that don't have like an actual point, if you know what I'm saying. Like the mm-hmm. point is to hang out. Chris, are you in front of your computer? Yes, I'm recording on my computer. I want you to go to Google. I'm on Google.com. Okay. okay, let's see. All right. Look up Chuck Tingle. Oh God. <laughs> and I want you on this show to read out Chuck oh, my Tingle. God. I've heard of this guy. Sorry. Start reading. I, oh my god, right now. this guy's fucking titles are so but good. Let's here, see. Here's the game. You can't you can't laugh. The first time you laughed, you fail. You got okay, straight I'll, face I'll try my best. Okay. I'm looking right. at some of these titles. I'm smiling a little bit more than I should be. <laughs> um, let's see. This is my running gag for all podcasts. Now. I'm I'm almost laughing right now. <laughs> I've already <laughs> lost. Let me try again. Okay. Trans wizard Harriet Porber and the bad boy Parasaurophilus. <laughs> okay. Okay. Next we, one. We, we all, we, none of us can laugh. None of us can uh, laugh. Uh, none okay. of us can laugh. None of us can oh, laugh. God. All right, here okay. we go. Right, here we Sentient go. menorah Focus in, boys. candle bisexual Hanukkah orgy. Not yet. Not yet. Slammed in the you butt can. by my Hugo Award nomination. Mm, close. <laughs> It's it physically close. painful holding this back. Close, close one. Pride and prejudged ass. Fuck. <laughs> 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 oh fuck! I love this game. I got one Try more. I, we've already lost like several times, but I got one more. I've seen. All right. Nice Big guy. Bigfoot pirates haunt my balls. <laughs> Nice guy dinosaur doesn't pound me in the butt because I'm not interested and he's not actually nice. He's just annoying and creepy and doesn't respect when I tell him we're not on a date. <laughs> and that's a whole t- that's a big fucking title I'm looking at right now. Oh, man. It's like, oh, you know, man. like when you take those eye tests and it's like the big letter and then like the next line is slightly smaller. It's like one of those almost because like by the time you get to the bottom, the text is like eight point font, like Times New Roman. I gotta squint oh, to fuck. see it. Oh fuck, dude! That was a oh, fun sw- game. This is a fun game. That's a, it's, uh, that, that's hours of entertainment right there. You don't even have to buy one of his books. I know, dude. The title alone. Getting- Check out Chuck Tingle, everybody. This is my this is my plug for the podcast. I cannot. I do not feel comfortable reading any of these. <laughs> They're so graphic. You can make it you a have- Patreon exclusive <laughs> event. Yo. Okay. All right. Here we go. Go ahead, James. Okay, this one I we'll think we'll bleep this part read. out for the uh, vanilla release. Okay, I think right, I can read ahead. this one. Go ahead, hit us right. with it. <clears throat> the walkway to the terminal was all carpet, no oxygen. Dilly bundled Finn to the first restroom and on offer, locked the cubicle door, and pulled at his leather belt. You're beautiful, she told him, going down onto her haunches and unzipping him. He watched her passport rise gradually out of the back pocket of her jeans in times with the rhythmic bobbing of her buttocks as she sucked him. He arched over her back and took hold of the passport before it landed on the pimpled floor. Despite the immediate circumstances, human nature obliged him to take a look at her passport photo. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) Holy fuck, dude. (laughs) That was 2016's winner, I believe. (coughs) Can we write a sex scene right now? (laughs) Is that going to be our activity on the podcast? No, absolutely not. (laughs) Oh dear lord. 
Yeah, they're bad, but it's it's called the uh, Worst Sex in Fiction Award. Oh, fuck. All right. That's, um, that's, that's a title that we should we should probably try to do that at some point. Like, well, th- like the thing is, these are like try to write something like try to win this award. <laughs> I could. Well, you can't try. That's the problem. Yeah, I think that's the problem. They have to be they legitimate. Can like, they, they can tell. tell if it's that. Like, they if, have a panel like, of judges that say so this is these was, people this was are purpose. trying to write good literature and just failed. Is the that's the criteria for the it has award? To be. It has to be. It can't. It can't be satire. There's no way. Because like Chuck no, Tingle probably doesn't apply because like he's literally yeah. Well, doing he, it would yeah. he would win every one. Yeah, he would want. He would win every time. Now there is um, an award that's. If I remember correctly, it's based off of it was a dark and stormy night, and it's like the worst way to start a story, and you can submit entries for that purposefully. Yeah, that that is we could try to enter that. You wanna play a game real quick? What's the game? This is, this is my favorite thing to do with James. You gotta come up with a random accent for him to do. Oh god. You're not really putting me on the spot. Alright, go ahead. You go ahead first, Chris. Um, do like a like a German robot. A German oh, they, robot. Okay. I, w- I want to say, like, the reason that Omega Star 7 has continued on so long is because this guy's wealth, wealthy font of voices. Watch him go. And we are here for you. We are coming for all of you. All right, now say now do now do the flight of the Concords. The uh, humans are dead in the same voice. In the same voice. The humans are dead. Affirmative. I touched fun. It was dead. The humans are dead. Because I don't think the Germans have like a good sense of musicality. And I can say that as a Whoa, German. Oh, you're going to say Ramstein's not good? <laughs> <laughs> Rammstein? Are you looking at me right now saying Rammstein's not good? I mean, I do enjoy me some Rammstein. I do too. <laughs> but like, it's Rammstein and Paul. Okay, honestly though, like, Rammstein is kind of like. There's a word for it, and as someone with keyboards in the back, and I will answer your question. There's two questions you're supposed to tell. We're supposed to answer at the beginning here. And I fucking whiffed it for <laughs> 26 minutes. Or 26 forgot. minutes. <laughs> I'll get back to it. Hold on. I'm waiting with bated um, breath. There's a word for it, James. Maybe you know it, but like it's very atonal. The Rammstein, they don't sing. Like they sit, you know, like Till Linderman. Till Lindman sings, but like it's very atonal. It's very like. We are living in America. Ah, wonderful. Like that. that, It's very chanty, fight songy. Like that William Shatner cover of Rocket Man. Yes. That's exactly. Yo, if I, Till Lindman, if you're reading this, I will pay you actual money to sing Rocket Man. I want you to know that. So (laughs) to answer your original question, okay. So the flip flop. Yes. Flip flop. What is in the flip flop? I, dude, I, it's ADHD, man. It's, it's in there. I just, it's just you so, gotta find it. So okay, so we we do have like there there have there has been four drinks that have been said on the show so far. The black, mm-hmm. uh, which is basically ferment. Well, that's been described in the show. Fermented fruit that's it's pretty much liquefied at this Aww. point. So it's fruit in a in a barrel that liquefies. So it's just like left in a jar until it turns black. Exactly. Any particular yep, fruit much. or just any. It has to be an assortment, so like the yellow of a banana, uh, the strawberry, all kind of melts down into uh, a, into a black. I don't know if I'd want to take a sip of that. So, well, yeah, like it's a it's a drink for like for like mammals, like you know, mm-hmm. 
I guess we're fucking mammals, but you know, like bats, you know, yeah, like furries, gorilla people, like freaking Saul is. But um, um, so the flip flop. I know the Fenarian Death Stare is like uh, it's like Dr Pepper. It's a standard drink. You would you would probably drink this at a bar. It's like Dr Pepper, Jägermeister, and Fireball. That sounds actually pretty good. It's just pretty much a very, very aggressive drink. If I drank whiskey at all, I would probably enjoy that because Dr. Pepper is fucking delicious. Yeah. So then there's uh, the sea sugar, which which is a new one. Yes, I've heard that on your most recent episode. Yes, it's correct. Um, I believe the sea sugar, which is Luna's drink. um, Yeah, she came up with that. I if I don't want to speak for, but the salt on the rim mixed with like a very it's uh, salt and sugar on the rim. Salt and sugar on the rim. Mm. It's very, very sweet, so I would assume it's some kind of, like, flavored vodka mixed with, like, fruit juice, like a Bay Breeze or something. But the flip-flop is probably the most enigmatic of all the drinks, much like the pan-galactic gargle blaster of (laughs) Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. When we came up with it, in my head, uh, every flavor is a different thing, by the way. So, you know, um, Saul and Luna have a sweet drink. Slip has a savory drink. Trey's drink is extremely sour. And I always say like, it's like the cartoon, like it's, it's kind of like the cartoonish way they, they, they pitch up warheads as a candy that they're going to like make your head explode. That's Mm. how sour they are. So that's kind of the point. Okay. So it's just sour. It's sour. So with, I don't know. I think, I think you can make a flip flop any way as long as it's sour. So So it's it's probably like, it's probably a lemon. Yeah, like it's a lemon mixed with like seltzer. It's like probably it's probably lemon seltzer water mm-hmm. with skittles, like sour skittles on the bottom of it. Ooh, and uh, that's pretty much it. Because it has, it, it also tastes like ass. <laughs> yep. So it's like you know, like you look at seltzer water, which we all like. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, they always say it's like uh, it's like it's take carbonated water and drop a skittle in it that's what it tastes like that's what this tastes like <laughs> that's pretty accurate actually but just, but just dump like maybe like a packet of citric acid in there that's right yeah that'll Correct. do it or what's that what's that super sour stuff um that they use like to cover warhead stuff it's not citric acid it's something um something else you guys know what i'm talking about there's like an actual powdery coating that they use for like these sour candies so it's like kind of citric acid adjacent though right so yes, yes, powder, yeah, yeah. That's sour, sure. it's a sour powder. Yeah. We should get it. Maybe. We should get some of that and just see what it's like. I just think that like you know like those sour dipstick things? I yeah. feel like the flip flops like just fucking straight up taking one all the whole bag down. That's what that's what that's what, that's what the experience is like. And Trey can't get enough. Yeah, Trey's I just looked it up. It is, <laughs> I think it is citric acid. Oh, it is citric acid. I looked okay. up sour powder and that's the first thing that popped up. Okay. Well your yeah. second question was um what what gear do I got behind me? Yes. James, step aside for a sec. Oh, I'm stepping aside. Let me see. Let me peep with my eyeballs all this lovely gear you Which got. Which way am I stepping aside? Just, yeah, right, like, you know, like, right, <clears throat> right here. All right, so the blue guy right here mm-hmm. on the far, towards the wall, that's my first ever hardware synth. It's a Cobalt 8 by Modal. It's, a, uh, it's an English company. It's, it's, it's a digital analog, which means it mimics what an analog does. Versus like a wavetable. So a wavetable does, you know, I don't even know how to describe wavetable or FM synthesis. FM synthesis is a different one. Uh, there's like four different kinds of synthesis. Analog <clears throat> is the classic and uh, that one emulates it. So it's all digital, 
There's plenty of cool patches in it. And uh, it was the only one I could get. I wanted to get a, a, a Behringer Model D or Poly D. I'm sorry. The, it's based off a of Model D. And uh, that one is straight noise. And you have to make everything from there. And uh, it's a very difficult synth to get to, to get into if you're mm-hmm. not you're not if you're not used to th- synthesizers. So I'm glad I got this one because it has plenty of really cool patches on it, and it's digital, so it's a little more forgiving on like the environment that it's in. Next, I got three synths. Oh, she well, got three. I only see two right now. So there's one next to it. That's the that's the Korg Mini Log XD, oh. which is like the Korg Mini Log, but with extra shit, as as XD implies. Uh, it's of based off the the Korg Prolog. That one is fully analog, so it does. It's an it's a it's an amalgam of analog and digital, and it kind of creates a there's like a there's like a nice marriage between the two. So you gotta like um, plug it into like the device to get it to go into the computer. And all well, that. they both they both can do that. Luckily, uh. they both have MIDI outs, and they also have uh, sound outs. That's convenient. Uh, this one has real components inside of it that make the sound. So if it's too hot or it's too cold, you got to let it warm up for 30 minutes if you're going to record it because it really? will get out of tune. Yeah. It gets uh, you out can of tune, tune from the heat. Yeah. It, it's it's very slight because it has a lot of digital backing inside mm. of it, but like it it will detune a little bit. And then up top there is the is James's synth, uh, which is the... Um, Microcorg XL, which personally I think is actually worse than the original. Not saying you're bad, James. I got it for free. I'm just saying. I mean, you can't go wrong there. The original Microcorg is a better synth. I think uh, they they turned, they kind of made it way less user friendly with the XL. Mm. Um, Other guitar, I I got my, my, my Fender Telecaster there, my favorite guitar. I love Tellys. I love Tellys and Jaguars. And um, my orange micro dark. And then I got this little ukulele. Oh, nice. It's also shaped like a Telecaster. You've got so much stuff. Like, I feel like I've just been working with a microphone, a pair of headphones, and Audacity. And well, just... you, have to, you have to remember that, like, a lot of the show I do, I'm a musician first. Oh. So, like, I was, I was a musician for 10 years before I even got into podcast. Well, oh, I was a musician my whole life. I was a performing musician for for a decade before I got into podcasting. Shit. So all this stuff was like, I, I, I started Omega star seven to pretty much marry my, like my conceptual music ideas to a story without needing the pricing of a visual to it. Yeah. That's so. fucking awesome. Cause I feel like I would do the same thing if I were, if I had that gear and the knowledge like that, because like actually like today I was thinking like, wow, if I had a fucking keyboard synth and like a talk box, I could go, I could do something fucking crazy. But like, are I you, don't know. are you a musician? No, yeah, you've been pl- I'm not. I, I mean, I have been known Listen. to, to, uh, to, to release a cover or two in my, well, here's- in my travels here here's the thing i had no idea i play piano before i got my synths i think the synthesizers are cool because you don't need to know a piano how to play piano i think it's it helps it helps it helps mm-hmm. a lot but like so i have this i have this theory about music that like to learn you must feel confident so i i find the piano is ukulele's been the easiest instrument to learn because anything you play on it sounds pretty good mm-hmm. that's it's it's tuned that way to make it so you can play open notes and it sounds nice but um, 
piano, when I when I sit down to learn some new scales or some new chords, I will spend 10 minutes or 20 minutes playing all white keys or all black keys because both of those things are their own scales and you can play any single note in all white or all black and it will sound pleasant. Mm. So you feel a confidence in you. So I'll do that. That my warm ups is usually just making myself like it's like me hyping myself up before I start to because I know trying to learn like funk or jazz or lo fi chords, I get like, oh, and I'm just, and if you go into something with like, you want to do something you know first. So I, I always say, like, get if you're not a musician, you should always start with piano. Always. People want to get into guitar. I got into guitar. That was my first instrument. I regret it my entire life because I think with, with piano, you learn a lot more about music theory easier mm. than with guitar. Cause guitar is just like guitar is its own beast. And it's very like itself. You know what I mean? Like it has yeah. its own world that once you're in it, you kind of like you get lost in the blues or you get lost because the blues are so easy to learn on guitar. And once you start learning the pentatonic scale, that's all you can fucking play. If you're if you so up if, take it from me as I'm playing guitar for 20 plus years, if you pick up a guitar today, do not learn the pentatonic scale. Don't learn it after you've learned all the other ones because yeah. it's so easy that it's it's all you're going to want to do. No, it's it so easy and it sounds so good. Cuz you can just go Bing! it's 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 what ACDC sounds like. That's the pentatonic scale. Okay. That's yeah. that's a good uh, So reference. um don't do that. Trust me. All right. It ruined my musical career. I so think. if you're like in a, a trying to learn how to do a, a synth, would there like what kind of basics like beginner model would you recommend? Uh, okay. So this, this is a multifaceted question. Okay. If you want to do full production, you ha- whatever synth you get, it doesn't really matter. It has to be polyphonic. You have to be able to play multiple notes at once. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to do full production, if you're just trying to make some cool beats, a monophonic synth will be cool for you because monophonic uh, means you. So when you hear like those, uh, when you're, when you listen to music and you hear like, whap, 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 that's a monophonic synth because that's what, that's someone pressing a key down and then going to another one, mm-hmm. knowing that it's going to make that slide jumping sound. But if you play polyphonic synths, if you do two notes like that, it'll just play both notes. Okay. So, polyphonics harder to get into but it's way more versatile mm-hmm. especially because most polyphonic synths have a monophonic setting yeah both those synths have mo- actually so, all three of them know, yeah. all of them have monophonic settings they cost about twice as much so a behringer s at uh ms 101 costs about 300 bucks no damn um but i don't ha- i sold them but um if you're somebody looking to get into synthesizers, I'm gonna get. I'm I'm here to help you. All right. This is the, This is this is help. This is helping corner time. I'm I'm ready to uh, be helped. The Korg Volk Korg makes a series called Volkas, which are about this big. Which if you're if you're listening, uh, which you probably are, they're about eight inches by like six inches. They're very small little modules, and they're pretty much touchscreen synths, but. They're not touchscreen. They're they're haptic synth, so you can press. Uh, there's no actual keys. It's just like a. But you feel a little, a little vibration. Board. 
Well, not even that. It's not even haptic. It's uh, I shouldn't even say it like that. You hear sound when you press it. Oh. It's just a pretty much a smooth board. But the FM key and the Korg. Uh, what the hell? Uh, shit. Oh yeah, Volca keys and Volca FM. I recommend the FM if you can get your hands on. It will be a synth that will you will keep with forever with you forever. But if you want to get into synthesizers, which is soundscaping, because FM was a synth was synthesis made in the eighties to emulate real sounds. So FM emulates real noises, mm. whereas. Whereas uh, standard synthesizers, like analog synths, they just they manipulate frequencies. They're, they're, yeah, they're frequency frequency manipulations to make your own sound. They're much more space age. So the Volca FM is much more because uh, it's an FM synthesizer. It has all those patches that sound like this one's a freaking trombone. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Versus like the keys. But if you want to get into soundscaping and frequency manipulation, I definitely recommend uh, the the uh, the Volca F- uh, keys because you can learn how to soundscape and like manipulate frequencies very well with LCO or VCOs and all that stuff. Voice controlled oscillators. What that means. did not. Um, actually, it might be I might be wrong there. Well, I know the O stands for oscillator, so high five. But um. The reason I, I recommend Volcas is because they're $150 a piece, $150 a piece. And then you can buy like a $100 MIDI keyboard and plug a MIDI cable into it so you could play it on a keyboard. So it's like the same sound. thing as the $300 one, but slightly less. And the Volca FMs have polyphonic and monophonic. The, the, the Volca FM and the Volca keys both have polyphonic and monophonic. All right, you got to send easiest me some way links to get then. I'll You're send ready? you some links, buddy. Yes, Absolutely. I definitely recommend. Um, also, um, if you're if you're looking to get into sound design that's not uh, hardware, which is what I typically do, uh, I recommend uh, going to Spitfire.com and downloading some free VSTs because they have really cool sounds. Actually, if you listen to Omega Star Seven, there was one song um, used towards the end of season one when there's a big reveal and there's like this big explosion of synthesizers. Most of the synths on that were made with Spitfire stuff, which is free. Mm. So I recommend. Definitely going to check all that out. I, I just yeah. I want people to I want people to start taking their I I I think my biggest uh I want people to start taking music uh, c- composition seriously in their audio dramas. Yeah, I, think, I mean, uh, like I just my method is I just pull a bunch of stuff from uh, legally gray um sources. You know, I just YouTube to MP3. Stick That's a song okay. in there. I mean, like, I definitely put a lot of thought into the music aspect of my show. It's just I don't know how to play anything, so I don't really have a choice. Well, you know, like, like a big thing about that is, like, I think having, like, structured uh, or objects you have to go around help make a better product. So, like, when we, we're very blessed in Omega Star 7, hashtag blessed, yeah. to, um, to, um, create something with uh me so like obviously luna and joe do a lot in the show they do a lot of writing uh luna is very very, luna is very good at helping us write the show and um but james and i are the musicians and you know james does a lot of vocal work because he's a very good singer and a very talented musician but uh you know it's hard to get people together to write a song because we live an hour apart but um so you know Mm-hmm. For me and James, like 
we're very blessed that the show we with, with the four people that are on it joe myself james and luna we have kind of all the bases covered we have good writing we have decent acting um and by the way like i think our show succeeds because our characters are like us in some kind of way and that helps us act them better i think if we were told to do like something more serious with characters mm-hmm. that have nothing to do with us i think we could fail so we're lucky that we created a show that's an effigy of us but I, well, I think that's true for for almost anybody, though. Yeah, you will always act better if it's like you. Yeah. It's, you know yeah. what I mean? Because yeah. you you can find something with it. But the point is, you know, we're blessed to have the ability to do to cover all the bases. You know, like and uh, but it wasn't always like that. Our first eight episodes were a fucking train wreck in, in yeah. production. Like it's, I think people need to. But we did them and we left them up because I want people to know, like, just because it sounds referring good to now, season zero. This, yeah, season zero. That's your RPG one, right? Yeah, I want people to know where it came from. I want people to know because like it's still funny, it's mm-hmm. still a blast to listen to. It's just very different. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, I kind of almost did the same like kind of thing. Like I took a between season one and two, I took like an eight month break, and in that time, it's just like listening to it back. It's like oh, some of these old episodes are pretty rough. Versus yeah. like they were like a half hour long. It was a lot more narration versus the characters versus mm. the sound effects like i just leaned more into less from the narration a little bit more towards the other two and i feel like it, it makes things a lot more like flows better a lot more smooth like kind of yeah. like what you guys do there's not like no narration at all yeah we, we which we, does we, present its own challenges we do we we do have moments where we narrate uh yeah you, you like particularly you you particular yeah, you particularly had a reference to that where like we do have an episode with a narrator but that was to be on, that was on purpose yeah that was silly. that one was fucking great the mushroom episode yeah that fucking I've killed had, me out that's the one that's been the most replayed from what I've people love that episode that's a very fun episode but um you know we we wanted the unreliable narration and the show mm-hmm. so like for example um I actually that's a spoiler I can't talk about it. Well, never mind. No, oh, scandalous. I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll put it a little bit here. Um, there's, a, there's an episode coming up next episode where there's a character that comes back, and what happened to this character is different from the other perceptions of the other characters. So, like, they think this happened to them, but what really happened was this, and it's, it's to kind of show viscerally, like it's it, Mox. For example, Moxie's a great example. Of someone mm-hmm. who the whole crew thinks of Moxie as this superstar rock star that disappeared. But Moxie behind the scenes of the show is yes. being like a very aggre- like not aggressive, but a very villainous anti-hero that's like doing what they think is right versus like and it's it's we, I feel with, narr- with we wanted the unreliability, but none of us wanted to narrate the show. So we narrate in what uh, I think it's more of like um, immersive well, we do, that way. Well, we do. We actually. So one of the ways we came up with to give narration actually was like Trey's talking to himself okay. so much. Yes. Um, that episode on the uh, what was it? The, the asteroid. The ast- yeah, the asteroid. Yeah, exactly. Um, there was going? actually supposed to be someone else with us who, who couldn't make it that day. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we kind of like we're like, what if? Trey's one of his ticks is like he just talks to himself and talks yeah, all these I'm things walking, out. I'm walking, I'm walking. Yeah, oh, yeah. Rock, and we're I'm like, walking. this is this is funny and like it gives like that 
a little bit of extra context of what he's yeah, doing. He's a little bit self-aware yeah. slightly too. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of the part of the show is like, um, the show is, there is a, there is a story. There is a, there is a beat sheet that we go off of to make sure the story is staying on track. But, um, mm-hmm. We find that, like you know, a lot of people will, uh, from 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 my understanding, a lot of other audio dramas will uh, do the whole season before it releases, and we don't do that. We do, it's like we 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 pretty pretty much we pretty much, for example, Sunday tomorrow we have, we record episode eleven, episode ten releases uh, next Tuesday, so we have uh, a two, we so have a two we have a two week lead time slightly yeah. in advance. And let me tell you something. Uh, Joe's car broke down, which is why Saul has been, uh, hibernating. I have no problem saying that. Um, and because of, because of this, um, we, we, we brought back, brought back Kala. I was so excited. Like that character was great. Like the the two parter you did with that character was like probably like two of my favorites, honestly. I I love that Kala's back in the show and, uh, you know, Luna's a great, Luna's a great person. Been my friend since we were in high school. No, in, uh, in elementary school. And, um, so like, I don't know. There's just uh, we like going with the punches versus because like I like the pressure of making a show. I don't like yeah. I I have a I I just I'm not a big fan of like having too much time because I feel like when you're when you're creating something or you're like when you're whittling something with wood, you know you have to mm-hmm. be careful with your strokes because eventually you'll you'll whittle it down to nothing. Exactly. That, when you when you sit down with a script, just a script, you will eat it alive. That's why I'm like, you know, like whereas improv or mumblecore, which is what's a big a big thing that's inspired the show, is stuff like the show The League is a huge inspiration for me and in doing the show because that show is very improvised. Or like uh and, you know, like the mumble like mumblecore movies and uh improv like uh like actual plays. Actual plays are a big one. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, that's literally what they do. Awesome. Yeah, like like the story taking on a different shape with every episode, like uh, in episode nine, our most recent one, we literally had a whole different plot in mind and we recorded the plot. We did the episode and, you know, it wasn't sitting right. So I called a friend who was also on the show at one point, uh, which I'm not going to spoil who who that is, but uh, he he came back for episode nine, which is out now. Um, and, uh, I scrubbed all the parts that had anything to do with that plot and totally reworked the entire season off my friend coming back because I want, I, I prefer having him on the show versus telling like a eh, story. You know what I mean? Cause like, as I totally get that as the show seems to be going right now, you can kind of tell that like the show is starting to direct itself less in an episodic manner, but trying to tell Mm -hmm. an overarching story. And uh, it was important for us to make sure that it would still be enjoyable, digestible, and funny. And uh, that's it's all three of those in my eyes, at least. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I try, you know, we try like a lot of the time, like we make sure our scenes are under two minutes long, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and when they aren't two minutes long, like, for example, Moxie and Vax at the end of episode eight talking to each other, that scene's four minutes long and uh, it's or maybe it's three minutes, but it it holds a lot of nuance and a lot of, uh, and a lot of like clues as to what's going to happen in the show. And at the same time with, uh, letting uh, same episode, letting scrawl scream for a straight two minutes while Trey tries to calm this. Ghost oh, yeah. down. And, <laughs> oh uh, my God, that part was fucking killed me too. 
fuck it's funny but it's dark it's you yeah. know it's scary there's no funny music to bring it back like it's 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 uh there's a lot of nuance I like to think of like the show and the show is not planned this way. It's something we have to make for like, we, we pretty much it's like, it's done like a movie, you know, like star Wars, the original cut of star Wars being like four hours long. And then George Lucas's wife whittling it down to a two hour movie. It's the same thing. We do it like a movie. We don't do it like a, we do it like a, we, we do it like editors and composers more than we do it like, script designers and directors like we yeah we get we we get the product out and then we take it and we boil it down to a digestible story yeah i totally get that because like so when yeah. i do mine when i do my show and I'm, I'm writing i like to write like unlike like you do it like off the cuff i like to have a little bit of prep time at least a little bit we give ourselves a little bit yeah like we're, tomorrow's episode we have a beat sheet written and uh oh, i yeah, already have of course and uh for example like when moxie shows up a lot of moxie's parts are scripted because you know she's not a she's not mm-hmm. so like joe luna myself and james are all in-person people uh graham who plays a character in this newest episode we just did uh we just you know the one that's already out he was all he was right where james is sitting when we did that scene um but when they're not a person in person i have to write them a script yeah and, like me the bartender yeah. well and I, I, I but I, but you remember i told you i'm like have fun with yeah. it because yeah, that's a, I, slips parts yeah. aren't done. Your part, like I go off, we go off whoever's on the show. So yeah. like I say, here's kind of what I want you to do, and you go ahead and take it however you want. And um, then I slip or or Trey or or Kala or you know Saul, they'll improv off the script given to us. So yeah, we we like to because like I I I feel that I want these like the. This sh- this world, this show is so otherworldly. You know, there's there's restaurant chains that have the power of multidimensional space. Ohulis, the yeah. original, like the what was it? Uh, what was the bartender's name in Ohulis? The patches, guy? patches, of course. Yeah, the fucking mother patches. <laughs> the bottom fucking that was so good. Like the the hall yeah. of almost infinite doors. John Taffer shows up. John Taff, <laughs> you call this a flip flop? <laughs> <laughs> But, um, have you ever you seen know, that show, Bar Rescue? I, I, after you sent that to me, I watched a couple clips. Now, yeah, this, it's a good show. I, yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I've definitely seen it before. Oh man, um, I'm gonna take a piss. I'm thinking, yeah, I really got to pee as well. You want to take? You want to uh, break time, here? or do you want to call? Let's just, you, yeah, let's just keep it. Keep the thing recording. Yeah, but sure. Let's just like take a quick piss. Come Grab back, some more I beers. Yeah. Yes, I need to restock on my restock as well. <laughs> All right, we'll be right Why back. Damn, dude, I'm gonna be fucking drunk as hell, dude. Ah, uh, yeah. Look, <laughs> see it right here. <laughs> my, my desk. It's like, nope. Like, this is actually like ten dollars. This is fine. I want him to come back to some fun stuff that he wasn't expecting. He like looks through all this stuff. Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. In the shed, in the shed, in the shed. Looking kinda dumb with a finger and a thumb in the shape of an L on her forehead. 
the years start coming and they don't stop coming Fed to the rules and I hit, hit the, the ground running Didn't make sense just to live for fun Your brain gets smart but your head gets dumb So much to do, so, so much, much to see So what's wrong with taking the back streets? You never know if you don't go You never shine if you don't glow Hey now, you're an all-star Get the game on, go play Hey now, you're a rock star Get the show on, get, get paid And all that glitters is gold Only shooting stars break the mold <laughs> Impressive. I just got back from uh, fixing up my beverage. I, uh... Took a vodka LaCroix, added some lemon juice into it, thus making it into a flip-flop. Oh, the official, okay, the official, all right. I come back to Shrek uh, music hour. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the, for the uh, transition music. Absolutely. We'll keep it in there. Absolutely staying in. You kidding me? Oh, fuck, bro. We're all drinking sour drinks. We got sour monkeys over here. So I'll tell you a story about Pennsylvania, where we're from. I, I assume right. you're from New York. I am from New York, exactly. Yes. How could I tell? I have no idea. I am from New York. Hey, right, forget about it, huh? You slip. <laughs> uh, you slip. Some guy's in the VIP booth says he's looking for you. <laughs> I should have been a space lawyer. I should have been a space lawyer. <laughs> so in Pennsylvania, a big thing about a big a big thing about Pennsylvania is it's craft brewing, right? Mm-hmm. That's because uh, you know, uh, we have our liquor licenses, especially in Lancaster, where we're from. Well, where I'm from, um, the big thing is a liquor license costs like three million dollars. Oh damn! And uh, so, but you know, it doesn't cost three million dollars. Limited distillery. Mm. So if you brew your own beer, a couple thousand dollars will get you a limited distillery license. You can. That's why craft beer is so big in Lancaster, PA. You're also allowed to use liquors at that same distillery so long as they're Pennsylvania-made liquors. Hence why Zotropolis, see, there, 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 there's a movie theater that's also a distillery in, in Lancaster called Zotropolis. Oh, this shit. is free advertising. Um, they, have, they have their own rums, they have their own gins, they have their own whiskeys. And uh, I recommend all of them. But yeah, they're also limited distillery because they brew it in house that's a fucking funny little way to get around the law there yeah well yeah i mean well it's not even a law it's that like there's like the it's just yeah four million dollar like well the law is it's less about the law it's that a bunch of rich dudes bought the liquor licenses and they will Mm -hmm. only sell them for millions of dollars yeah it's not that they're expensive it's that you know it's like an nft man you know what i mean (laughs) yeah if you fucking listen these actually have value Listen, let's talk about NFTs for a second, okay? Yes. We're resetting here for the next hour of The Wizard Head. <laughs> this is the longest episode you're ever going to have. I mean, uh, my Halloween special was about two and a half. Oh, we could top it. You think so? <laughs> yeah. It's just, I don't want to, yeah, let's do so it. So we have more to Fuck report. <laughs> okay, so. the long haul. So, so, NF, so uh, abstract art is a fucking money laundering scheme. Not surrealist <laughs> art. That's a big dis- so, you know, Salvador Dali could be seen as abstract, but it's more surrealist. You know, it's still, there's still a lot of art, artistic integrity to the, to the musings. Um, but a banana taped to, the, to a wall, there's only three reasons you would do that. A, because you're an insane person. Mm-hmm. B, because you want to scam rich people. Or C, you know a rich guy you sold a bunch of drugs to. 
And uh, he can't just give you $10,000, but he can buy your dumb banana on the wall. Or he's making a commentary on the That's people the that do that. James, yeah. you've done, James, you've done it again. <laughs> you've made another good point. Stellar point. I'll, I'll drink to that. Cheers. <laughs> but yes, I um, there's so much art that is out there that is absolutely a way to transfer wealth and use tax avoidance like absolutely and nfts are just an extension of that i mean like bitcoin was that also like you know you just buy a coin no tax no correct, nothing correct yep. send it yep. off to whatever illegal or legal thing you want to buy yeah especially uh, if you like there are ways to there used to be i don't know if there still are but there are ways to um launder your coins so that like they're even less traceable back to you so when i when i first met my wife like you know mm-hmm. in like a few months of a relationship she got I'm rid sorry of you're her, what my wife no, you're supposed to say my wife my <laughs> wife <laughs> but um she sold her she sold her like 1996 subaru legacy and as a joke for craigslist which got taken down immediately uh she she was she's also she loves textiles so she has she she made she makes a bunch of stuff i have some stuff around here somewhere but uh she had like a ceramic gnome head Right, and as a joke, she said, "Free Subaru Legacy with the purchase of a thousand dollar ceramic gnome head." <laughs> and I was like, "Ashley, that's money laundering. That's car. You're laundering. It's car laundering." <laughs> <laughs> that's how I explain it. I'm like, "What's laundering?" I'm like, "That's what it is. It's literally like hiding money in mundane." Things. That's a good way. You know, that's a good way to explain it for someone who doesn't quite know. What money laundering is? Yeah, because what you can do with it with an NFT is you can you can purchase mm. one right and assume that it's going to have some super high value. But you can, if you're a business buying art, Ooh. you can write that off as a business expense, and so now you're not getting taxed on that. So unless you sell that NFT and you have to pay and you make a profit and you pay capital gains tax. You're not paying any taxes on that money then. It's true. Yeah. Let me ask you a question, Chris. That has nothing to do with this. Okay, of course. I talked about this with James before we started here. Mm-hmm. What, 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 what are some of the most influential video games of all time? Unbiased. So, for example, I would put Mass Effect 2 as my favorite video game of all time, but it does not make the top 10 most influential. Okay. I, I get that. Give me, t- give me your top 10. Top 10? All right, I guess... In order, right now, you got 10 seconds. Go, Go right now. Uh, I mean, off the top of my head, probably, like, Minecraft, for sure. Oh, we didn't even think yeah, about Minecraft. That's such always, a good yeah, one. we missed that one. Like, yeah. Tetris? Yes, I yeah. thought about Tetris, for sure. Um, What else? Uh, Mario Kart? Probably. Mario? Because, like, yeah, because, like, how many kart racers were there before that? Yeah. That's yeah. true, yeah, that- actually. At first, I said Super Mario Bros. in my top 10, but I was like, you know what? Now that you said Mario Kart, because platformers were mm. always a thing. Pitfall was the first platformer. Yeah. So, yeah. I would definitely say Mario Kart, because it, it definitely created the kart racer. Yeah, so, Mario Party is sure. similar. If you, in case you can't tell, I'm a bit of a Nintendo fanboy. I never really had it. <laughs> I am too. I, my, yeah. my Switch is right here. I got a Switch as well. I got a actually Check this plugged out. into my com- Your computer. List- is my Your Wii. listeners won't see this. But look what look what look what's underneath oh, my no, desk. Oh, you got an N sixty four just sitting right there at your desk. Love that. And my GameCube's under here How too, and my Sega Genesis. I got a Switch so. and a Wii plugged into my computer currently. I don't really do anything gaming wise in my computer, 
but I have this little device called the Genki Shadowcast that's just like a USB-C to HDMI that just plugs right into the computer. Uh, that's fine. And I, I can I, use I thought, it as a that. camera is the weirdest thing. So check this out. Oh. If I do this, if I change my camera to Shadowcast, turn the Wii on. For the listeners. The listeners won't he... see this, but... The, for list, for the, the screen is now black. The screen is now black. Hold on. This is... Uh, James, do, do, do your... Uh, do your... Do your um, your descriptive text voice. Let's see what happens. Like the, I don't know the if it's actually speech work. detect. Yeah, no, it's descriptive text. Oh. So what are you just what are you saying? What we're witnessing right now is a black screen. <laughs> There's a little hand icon above it, and occasionally the border around the screen does flash green. Yeah. <laughs> there is a name at the bottom. Um, I don't want to reveal his Discord name to everyone, so I'm not going to do I that. Mean, but there is a you, name there. You can. There's a you sex can number in it. Instagram one. Oh, then it's C boss. Oh. See to- Basso. Now Boss O, you weirdo. Oh, sorry. Okay, uh, God! It's not working. Try, you fucking idiot! Stop! <laughs> it's not working, but uh, it, could, it, it should. But, but if it, it was working. I don't know what happened there. And there's a Discord. Discord, if I uh, plug in my my mixer board into my into my Scarlet, it should work on Discord. I should be able to play full sets on Discord. Mm. It doesn't let me. Oh, that's sad. It doesn't. It has hey, like a... It has hey, like Discord. Fucking- Hey, Discord, I'm talking directly to you. Fuck you. Well, well no, I was going to say just make it better. <laughs> um. Okay, so here, so, okay. I'm going to do some controversial games in here. Mm-hmm. Skyrim. Yeah. Not my favorite Elder Scrolls. Most influential for sure. I mean, it's the only one I've bought. I love on my Oblivion. Switch. It's my first. Of course. Well, Morrowind is my first. Mm-hmm. I, I have a, I've been playing. Uh, James came into me playing it on Switch when he came over today. You Morrowind on Switch? I didn't know that. No, no, I'm saying no, Skyrim. Oh, Skyrim. Yeah. Um, Morrowind was my first, but I was like 10 years old when it came out. I had no idea what the fuck was going on. Mm. So my grandparents got it for me. And I was like, I'm walking around, slash, slash. Uh, Oblivion was my first one that I mastered. And then uh, Skyrim came out, and uh, I was hyped. And you know what was weird about Skyrim when it came out? was like, I it was 11, 11, 11. Yeah. The year of Skyrim. And uh, I went everywhere to find it. And I, I, I had to drive. So I'm not sure how familiar you are with the area, but I, I was in a place called Ephrata, or what the sign once said on the highway, Ephrata. <laughs> yeah, they took it down Classic. very quickly. Comedy gold. Uh, so I was working in Ephrata at McDonald's. I was 18 years old when Skyrim came out, and um, I drove to um, the Walmart down the road to get it. They didn't have it, but no, like I was like, did I miss like midnight release or something? I don't know. So I drove the whole way an hour down the road to the Walmart in fucking, um, I'm, I'm, I'm telling exactly people where I live. I'm doxing Yeah, you're myself. doxing yourself hard right now. <laughs> Fuck it, man. I don't care. Listen, yeah. I, li- I live in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. I live in I 123 in fake address street. Come find <laughs> I, me. I, I, I drove to fucking, uh, pretty much where Hershey, where Hershey, uh, um, Hershey Park. Hershey Park. Is. Oh, are you in Palmyra? Oh, thank you. Walmart and Palmyra. Okay. They had it. That's where I got. So you it. drove an hour, hour two direct hour both ways to get Skyrim. No, no, no. Like, yeah, no, I did. I was very excited because, so like, you were eighteen in two thousand eleven. Yeah, I was thirteen in two thousand eleven. I turned. I assume 13. you were born in nineteen ninety eight. Yes, as, you're as correct. Your, <laughs> your assumption is correct. Yes, I am twenty nine years old. I'm almost twenty nine years old. Damn. I turn twenty nine next month. I turned thirty one next month. Fuck. You know what? I like listening to your voices, like on the show. Like I would have thought you were a little bit younger. I yeah, I get told that they think we I'm are very lucky that um I I think like I mean so um 
my the producer of Persona Gray, my band back in the day, when I first met him, I was in a band called Persona Gray, and I owe I owe a lot of my abilities as a musician because uh, he really helped expand. So I, sh- I feel like I should say it. Uh, Ricky Armolino, who is the guitarist of Ice Nine Kills and the singer, the vocalist of Hawk, and was once in this was once in this or the Apocalypse before they uh, went on full hiatus. Mm. So I owe a lot of uh, I owe I owe a lot of my musical production to him, and I'd like to thank him. You know, he'll never probably hear this, but I'll send him the link. Don't worry. Yeah, I forgot where I was going with all this. You got the connection with Ice Nine at some point. Yeah, see, yeah, this is ADHD, bro. <laughs> this is ADHD and beer. Oh fuck, I lost it. The sour monkey. It was very important too. I was like, I you, were, like you were talking about. Um, yep, no, my ADHD is not, not kicking <laughs> on. <laughs> all right, fuck. Oh, uh, listen to Ice Nine kills everyone. Ricky's yeah. a really cool dude and a great guitarist right. and vocalist. They're they're cool guys. So what but, other um, kind of uh, musical things do you like to listen to? You got a Spotify Wrapped? Uh, I do, and uh, I tell you, um, my top five, uh, my top five are synthwave, lo-fi, um, synthwave, lo-fi, soundtrack. I love video game. Oh, that's on my top and, five. Uh, what were my top five? I actually posted them on, on Omega Stars Twitter. Oh, I didn't saying, see that. I you, barely use Twitter. Uh, we we have to use Twitter because we're contractually obligated with how many followers we've been able to amass. Yeah, that's fucking just, nuts. Like just out of like overnight almost. We're total shit posters. <laughs> this guy's fucking really blew up. Well, I, I don't know, man. Like. I see a lot of our sister podcasts or cousin, whatever you want to call mm. someone who we're, we're, we're associated with. They blow up. We're doing pretty good. Yeah. And uh, we, well, here's my thing is like, our show is so niche that like, I have to expect we're not going to blow up. Mm-hmm. We don't, but like a lot of people are like, but you tick all the Tumblr boxes. We you know we're found family. You know, we're a found family show, but like, and, you know, whatever, you know, it's, we we have everything that, but we're not. I don't really care because like yeah. we do the show exactly how we want to do. I it. mean, yeah, I'm the same way. Like I don't even look at my analytics anymore. I don't really give a shit. I I look about once a day just to make sure that like we're go. So like we, we I look at <laughs> I look at first week, first month. That's what I look at. Mm-hmm. So first week, uh, our first episode, our our first release for season one versus season zero, we had um. Two episodes and two trailers dropped, and we only got like thirty downloads the first week. Yeah, that's how it goes. Now, with only a single episode, we don't do trailers anymore. Mm-hmm. Seventy-four, and we still have four days left on the. I mean, uh, yeah, fuck, good week. job. It's fucking nice. So, like, is that success? I, I don't mean, know because like more success than I've seen, and I've been doing this for a while. Well, it, but yeah, no, like it was the same thing with music. Is like mm-hmm. when I was in a band, we were like. Let's just do what sounds good yeah. versus us like trying to f- ride coattails. I'm exactly like, the same. I, yeah, I mean, like, listen, like, I would rather have like a fan base of a hundred people who are fucking sold yes. on the show versus a show that people pick apart because, like, I don't like what you do with the main character. Mm. Like, everything that's happened in our show has made sense for the characters. It really, like, yeah. I, th- I agree. Like it. You know, we just do exactly what feels right, and we don't think about like what uh, could be politically correct. Which we've 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 gotten close a couple times mm. being very politically incorrect. <laughs> yeah. We've gotten close. We've never broken it though. Yeah, uh, I would say Trey's tree branch comment in episode four was probably yeah. the hardest, the closest we got to like. But then we had the educational video. Yeah, we had the yeah. educational video. Well, like like listen, if you listen to the original version of that, it literally he says that, and it's just like there's pause, and I go. 
I don't know if we're allowed to say that because <laughs> it felt weird. It did feel weird, but you know, at the end of the day, I was, I was, we've always like, we've always been inclusive in the show. Absolutely. But we've never sacrificed exclusivity. So we've never, we've never like strayed away from inside joke. We don't want to do it. Mm. We have no interest in straying away from inside jokes. Well, we're also, as far as like, being like politically correct, we are not our characters. Exactly. We're yeah. also an audio drama. So yeah. like we are dramatized. I do say we are dramatized versions of ourselves. So slip angry. I get angry sometimes. Yeah. I'm not going to one of those guys that pretend I'm not angry. I'm like, dude, I get angry. I hold on to shit sometimes. I don't fucking care. I can hold grudges. Mm-hmm. I'm the same. Slip is very much me, but dramatized. I'm much more mature than my, my, my uh, audio drama counterpart. Like I can let go of yeah. shit. I don't make dumb decisions. I'm happily married and have been for almost 10 years. Congrats. Shit. So like, um, yeah, uh, he's, he's doing like the whole adult thing like real well. <laughs> all right, two kids. I don't, but like, you know, I, I look at slip as a character, like what could have been for me? Yeah. You know what? You know what I mean? A lot of my characters that I've written are kind of the same way. Like it's like an extension of myself almost. Exactly. Like as a Taz not- is just the fucking grunt. Like, I don't want to deal with your shit. I'm going to like read a book or I'm going to do my own thing and I'm going to look at the camera and say a funny line. That's important as hell. (laughs) Honestly, man. I mean, like, like you have to, like, if you're going to play a character, you have to find something in yourself. Mm -hmm. Like I, I tried out for a role in a show. I won't say which one, but they did ask for a Philly accent. And what, what you just reminded me, I got, uh, I helped. We did that donation to that. Oh, they they reach out to you. They yet? reach out to me. I have a line I need to record. Yeah, is it a, oh, nice. yeah. a fun line? Yeah, yeah. We should record that tonight. Right, I'll do that yeah. for you. We have to we, we have to do something for the for for uh, some other podcast. That's why I have them over tonight. That's nice. But, um, Congrats. But uh, yeah, no, like um, I you know I they they said the one thing they wanted was a, like an accent that was very close to where I'm from. Um, I'm about an hour outside of Philadelphia, mm-hmm. so they wanted like the. Philadelphia and New York, very close. Not the same, but close. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I was like, hey, you guys want something? Like, what can I help you? Like, <laughs> and you, so I've heard anything about Slip. And so like, the, the, to, to, to cut that off, like I found something in that role for myself, mm-hmm. especially because the character they wanted was literally Slip's character uh, in what he is. Yeah. You know, he's a racer. He's a racer. Slip's a racer. He likes fast. He lives fast. All that stuff. But um, thinking of Slip's accent, what what do you hear when you hear Slip? I want to know. I hear space Australian. Okay. So my friend. <laughs> That's what I hear. So my friend put it very well. My, one of my best friends, I'm going to shout him out because he's a Twitch streamer. Uh, check out my friend High Gank. H-I-G-A-N-K on Twitch. I'm going to put that link in the description. Check out High Gank. Check him out. Uh, he's one of my best friends. He recorded one of some of my first bands. Um. Uh, Great friend of mine. He he hit me up. I sent him the first and second episode before it came out. And uh, he was like, this sounds like two friend, like friends roasting each other. Like, he's like, it's cringy, but like in a funny way. It's very natural. It's very natural feeling. But uh, he said Slip sounds like uh, a, New Z- a bad New Zealand accent mixed with a good Philadelphia. <laughs> that's pretty pretty much it honestly (laughs) and you know he's like but that's the best part is like people like he's australian no he's not he's from he's 
He's from Omega Star Seven. I we like all our accents yeah. are weird. Like somewhere, somewhere. What is it? Some when, somewhere. So, sometimes somewhere. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes somewhere. somewhere. Um, my my second drink's a little stronger than the first. I'm well, you know, hilariously right enough, like I really want to name the galaxy because it was it's the seven. So like, it's the sometimes somewhere. It's the Western mm-hmm. Arm. It's the Seven Systems. Ooh, it's a Megastar Seven. It's the Outlands. So I really try to like nail in how big this universe is. Yeah, because you do a really good job with that. Because like, well, and that's because like, like just for example, because we're going to talk about this this is important to put this out there. We don't know what's going to happen at the end of the Outlander. We don't know if we're going to keep stories of those characters and keep moving forward with those characters. characters. We're like the lost producers in the middle of the season and hopefully don't mess it up like that. (laughs) Here's the thing. Listen, 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 listen. I'm, I'm pretty good. Not spoiling. Or spoiling everything at the same time. Mm-hmm. There are two endings that are planned, and I can say with a lot of confidence that they're not going to change because we're ten episodes in of recordings and about to be eleven, and they haven't changed yet. So since the day we did episode one, we have two endings in mind. Okay, so you're just gonna like see which one you're kind of straying towards. Exactly. And it, so well, you got two planned. That's a good idea. Well, they're very similar. It's just a very simple choice that changes where we're going to go with the show in the meta from there. Mm. So, for example, James and I, we want to record a new show set in a Megastar 7 called The Ballad of the Peregrine, which is this the working title, but it's about a Zap Brannigan type played by James <laughs> and his robot companion played by me, who will be like Jer- Jerry from uh, fucking Phazon's Astro Pub in episode one. Um, but basically we thought it'd be fun to like explore different avenues of Omega yeah. star seven. And like, we, like we, we set out to do this show as a franchise. Like mm-hmm. we did never thought it was going to be just the outland. It might stay the outlander. We originally think it's going to be this whole year. So August to August. Yeah. Thinking- I mean, yeah, that's a really good way to do it. We're thinking like, it's going to be, the story's going to be right there. And when we get to like the summer, we're going to say, okay, we're going to go with this choice versus this choice. Mm-hmm. Cause we want to keep doing, basically the two choices boil down to this. The outlander continues. The outlander disappears. That's the two, like mm-hmm. the choice itself. We're leaving. We're, 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 that's the spoiler. But like, just know if we're going to keep doing outlander stuff or we're not going to, it depends on what yeah. the community thinks of the characters. And if we still enjoy playing I fucking love the characters in your shit right now. I do love too. Like I the love them dynamic too. is perfect. Like I can totally tell like you have that actual like that one like there's a specific gag I remember. It's like you were on the beach, you were looking for a character with tentacles, and he's like, Oh, I found an octopus. <laughs> that's it, right? No, it's an octopus. Yeah. That ends up in the bathtub later in the hotel. Yeah. And then comes back for episode six. Yeah, he's just in the bathtub in there too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, I um I I just I like I know a lot of people hate their art, but like I've I've always is it and I think part of it's because I have very little influence. I I have all of the influence in the world over Omega Star 7 and also yeah. none at all. Yeah, cuz you're like, kind of like you're in it for the ride pretty much. Like you're yeah, doing it off the cuff. Well, I was talking in a Discord about this about like what like, you know, it is to direct or like, you know, what you do with voice actors. And I'm like, I'm more of a ringleader than I am a director. I mean, I am yeah. a director. There's been times I've had to direct James. 
do spanks mm. a couple times. I was like, he's talking like a jazz person. So I'm snapping my fingers at him to, get him, to give, <laughs> give him a rhythm. But like, mostly I let the people do what they want. I let you do what you want when you're on yeah. the show both times. Should have been uh, a space lawyer. Should have been a space <laughs> lawyer. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I've had a couple guests on before as well. And like this most recent one I did in my most recent episode, these guys from uh, the show called Dad's Doing Nerd Shit. Like I literally did not give them any lines at all, and I was just like, "All right, here's the script of the episode." Um, just like I put in quotes, "Oh, this is where you guys ad lib some shit." They fucking knocked it out of the park. I was not expecting them to do it, go as hard as they did. We did the same like, thing. They were I even mean, doing voices. They were like, "Ah, oh, quit with the fucking rap." I'm like, "Where do you <laughs> well, get that voice from?" Yeah, it's, I, it's, listen, it's I, great. I, we I, let people be creative. I'm like gonna that. shout out a few people here. Yes, shout out as many um, people as you wish. Going reverse chronologically, Switch the Envelope in episode eight knocked it out of the fucking park. They had a concept. They did a whole sketch about like the uh, inner, like the, uh, the the galactic movie thing mm-hmm. that gets attacked by the solar storm. Oh, that shit fucking, that was amazing. They did all the sound. They did all the voices, all the mixing. All I did was add a vinyl filter over top of it to give it that like TV vo- TV. They were sound. like, "Oh, the, the the fucking the event was being blasted by like solar winds or something." They did all yeah, of it. Yeah, they yeah. Did oh, all on of the it. dark side of the planet, so we might be fine. Yeah, ex- they did a great job. Fucking, and, that was uh, amazing. Man they props. did. They they wrote the whole thing. All they did was ask me if this was like, is this cool? Is that cool? And I said, "Yeah, that's perfect." Um. We go back to uh, episode six. So I wrote the script for the narrator mm-hmm. um, in episode six. That's the shroom um, one? Yeah. This, yes. yes um, but but I told you know, I told W. Keith Timms, who does the Book of Con... Most of our collaborators are other podcasters, so I will try yes. to also put their shows in, in, in me talking. W. Keith Timms, who does the Book of Constellations, which is like a star man meets E.T., kind of show mixed with stranger things um i sent him the script and i said you're a writer and i'm not so please take this script and make it your own and he did he added the the concept of the author going out to dinner with his wife that's mm. all him and like all that stuff cracked me up so hard the first time i heard that i was yeah. like this is amazing like, this and is uh so like episode seven so like the, episode seven uh the how the the, the 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 hallway of almost infinite doors yes yeah, a classic Instant classic, because I'm in it. Yeah, I want you to name every single reference ex- it, to a T. <laughs> I'm going to shout out some people here. So, the the opening monologue. Fun fact, fun nugget about that opening monologue, it was the original opening monologue for the show. I had yeah. Ian Ian Knowles from the Neon Shadows, who does a, a noir, he does a noir-themed podcast. Mm. And I said, I... It's I, my favorite thing to do is to make very serious podcasts do very silly things. That's what I love to do. I love when silly podcasts do silly things, but I love like delete. So basically, I asked Ian to read it. That I wrote that he 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 changed a couple phonetics to make it work for his voice. But like I wrote the overarching thing. But it was a great way to tie the show together because it was supposed to be what opened the show. And we never used it. And I was mm. like, this is a great monologue and I would love to use it. So he does. And then later in the episode, that entire episode was, I don't care what you do. Send it to me. We'll put it in the episode. So I had people sending us clips from their show. The Filthy 47 
They did a bunch of uh, like random, like, oh my God, what in heaven's name? All that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Care and feeding of werewolves. They, they actually, they did an actual sketch of like us showing up. So we use that as one of the doors they open. And then W Keith, Tim's did like his other show first episode of and opened it the same way that he does his show slip Saul Trey how do you measure success and we shut the door on him <laughs> and um I don't know I, I just collaboration's important and uh absolutely 100% I think agree. like I've seen a lot of people complain about like uh lead times on um I I let me see, I'm, I'm gonna get a little real here everybody oh, I'm a little shit. drunk I'm a little oh, drunk fuck. Stop if I get too personal, James, all right? <laughs> all right. So I, I find that, like, I, I take things very personally when people go on these, like, these Twitter ra- these Twitter tirades on stuff like, um, like transcripts. That's a big one. I have a very visceral reaction to tr- the, the transcript conversation coming up because I was like, you need transcripts. You need transcripts. You already have a script. Why can't you do transcripts? And I'm like, I don't have a fucking script, bro. I don't have a fucking <laughs> script. Like, it's all improv. I, yeah, you know, <laughs> like my scripts are kind of like, it's just that if I want to ad lib something in, I'll just do it. Yeah, well, and that's like the, half my script is just like, oh, so this sound effect goes here. Exa- so like, there's that. Uh, there's I saw someone uh, compl- not complain. I shouldn't say complaining. It's more like um, constructive offer- criticism or constructive something like criticism advice that doesn't really apply. Yeah, I feel like it always applies to us when it shouldn't because we are the outlier in a lot of mm-hmm. out- in a lot of audio dramas. But like um, another one was like giving people longer than a day for their uh, their auditions or like call sheets, and I was like motherfucker we only have a couple days yeah like, <laughs> we don't we don't get to be like uh take your time no it's like uh i Hurry reach up. out to people and say uh they're, well they're like i'm interested i'm like can you do this in two weeks because that's all we have that's all the time we have i'm like mm-hmm. preferably shorter than two I weeks say, so you can please do it, it by this weekend yeah. and it's like yes. thursday and i'm like please i'm begging because i don't have time and i I, I mean, never, I never like having more than one episode to edit. So I will, I will, I will mm-hmm. take a day off of work and work on an episode versus That's having two to deal right with. There. Yeah, I could never do that. Well, I have, I have PTO, luckily. So, oh, uh, but yeah. I, I will I mean, sacrifice I PTO, PTO too, for that. But I'm in negative right now, actually, with work. <laughs> I don't, so I'm a printer, and uh, as you can see, these are I actually we print these at work. All these like, as all of you posters. audio listeners can case, see these for posters. the audience at home, um, there's some. In really the, cool posters. Very cool uh, posters back there. My my job is very cool. Uh, they've supported me in every way they can. Uh, I hope my boss my boss moved to Delaware, so she's like commuting, and I'm not sure how much longer she's staying. Very upset when she retires. Aww. But um, long story short, is uh, I could take days off as long as the work is light. Printing mm-hmm. has two problems. I've I've worked in two print shops, and I've learned this. This is the exact same culture. You will never make more money than what you're hired for. But you will always be able to take off work as long as the workload's light. I mean, that's that's a good that's a good compromise. So, well, you know what I mean. What's what, what's the uh, like? Uh, uh, but anyway, like um, Zed one in, in episode five with her zombie. I'll say you got to shout out Zed one with their zombie thing. So the zombie amazing. movie, fucking they're coming back. Great. They're they're coming back for another one soon. Just uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. He's um, right here. The freaking uh, it's it's a, it's a little bit of a spoiler, everybody. <laughs> Love the spoilers. Spoilers. Um, uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna, I, I save this one for last because uh, they were the first ones and people I'm very proud to be uh, call my friends. 
um, Space Castle. Um, it was our, they, I, I had this concept to start imp- start including other podcasts, and I said it would be really cool if you did your show, but in our show. So you don't talk about your normal stuff. You do it in, you do Omega Star Seven lore, but talk about it like you would in your show. Yeah, that shit was fucking great. Like adding to the lore, but just like having another podcast do it. Like, oh, yeah. welcome to the regular other show here. We're talking about lore from this show. Like, that was and, a really fucking I'll- really smart way to do it. Yeah, no, I um, and and honestly, as someone who wasn't involved with like getting them onto the podcast or anything like that, like. I don't think I've ever told you this. Like, I thought that was absolutely brilliant because like, not only do we get to add something to our podcast, but it's a great way to add them. You know, any, any of our listeners that haven't listened to them are like, Oh, this is kind of the general idea of how their mm-hmm. podcast is. And it's a nice way to like, you know, be a community. Like I think, I think it's a big thing that Skylar does really well at is trying to build a community of other podcasters and make it feel like a family. Like, uh, you know a bunch of friends like hanging out and and doing these projects together that i yeah very happy that he does that like i just feel like with all the stuff that you've been posting on twitter just like being at like added on that <laughs> has gotten me like more followers than i could have possibly imagined i uh i want to shout out um i'm gonna keep shouting out people because like listen he like just, just you may proceed he just does it <laughs> listen i'm a little bit of a narcissist i'm gonna admit this on your podcast okay Listen, I'm a very listen. I've I've been called a sociopath. I don't think I'm a sociopath because I do care when people get hurt. I care when my my my, my kids are sad, you know. But mm-hmm. I I can like I'm not manipulative in the way that it's like, oh, if I do this. But I recognize manipulation. So like, I'm not manipulating, but like I find that there are things there's ways you can channel your 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 negative qualities. So like mm-hmm. For me, I'm giving people free publicity and free reign to do whatever they want and have a fun time on my show. Whether they do it badly or good, I don't care. I will put yeah. you on my show. I've had a few guests, uh, a guest or two, or probably yeah, that, that haven't done as good a job as I would have liked. I put it in anyway because I thought it was funny. I'm like, oh, he did this. Ter-. Like, it, he's obviously like, I'm not well, going to say who it meta. was, but it adds to the yeah. meta, which is nice. Like, I, I, you know, I'm not. I think I'm I'm proud to say all of our guests have been very very good at what they do, especially you. Um, mm, thank you. You've done a great job. Um, but like, you just feed my for ego, example. Ego, continue. Like the like the night post. Like the night post did a beautiful job. I don't know if they know Ray, one of the creators. I don't know if they know how much I love Mass Effect, but they sent us Mass Effect like uh, impressions for the hallway of almost infinite doors. Like I, I've talked about Mass Effect, yeah. so I feel like they must know how much I love it because like I was so stoked to get those, and like I don't know, like I find that like I it self awareness comes with an issue, which is kind of the point I'm coming at. Like so, there's two ways you can do it: you can manipulate the market and totally just fuck other people over very easily, or you can know exactly what people want to hear and you just put it out there like yeah i can't i can't change that like i have these thoughts of like manipulation like i'm not saying i'm manipulative i wouldn't even say it's manipulation it's literally just knowing like self-awareness you you just do this and these are the consequences and like it's self-awareness equal if it's a exchange yeah if it's an exchanging of um 
resources in, I don't know, resources in, I said the best word, but you kind of get the concept of what I'm saying. Yeah, that's the, I've never tried to take advantage of any, of any other podcasters, goodwill or. Yeah, it's, it's about exchanging exchanging things it's, it's, an exchange. it's all about it's mutual trade. understanding you know but yeah. so like yeah. the self-awareness is like okay so for example what i mean by all this is like when we started the show in 2020 we just did this enigmatic like my band had this problem persona gray which is still a great fucking band okay the band i was in great band but um great music synth wave and metalcore perfect bonding mm. but um we were very enigmatic Spotify? yes we are um, we were very enigmatic. We were very enigmatic with um, our posting, our community, like, and I know it didn't work. So when I came in, like, part of me, I really enjoy the camaraderie between all the other podcasts mm-hmm. that I try to curate with other podcasters. But I also know that it's going to help our show. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and lie to people and say, "Oh no, I do it because uh, it makes me feel. It does make me feel good." But that does not hide the fact that it does help. And other podcasts get something out of it, too. Like, this is a win-win situation. It's not a pyramid scheme. I'm not trying to fuck other people over by using them. I'm saying, together, we can make something great. I mean, none of us are making money off this right right now. (laughs) Fuck everything. I'm making negative money, actually. I lose 50 bucks a month on this shit, dude. 50? Damn, I'm losing, like... My network dues are $10. I make like, I'm not afraid to say it. I make like pennies on the dollar for ad revenue. But like, you know, I'm not in it for the money. I have a job. I have a day job. I can afford this. It's just like negative $9 a month. That's fine. Love you too, buddy. (laughs) Um, No, I, uh, I spend $15 on, um, $15 on Podbean. $15 Fifteen dollars mm. on epidemic sounds for foley's because we don't create our own foley's. We do create our own music. Uh, we've never done music that, like, the closest we've done to is to, to downloading music. Is I will download MIDI MIDI sounds and yeah. use them through my synths. So like, wait, did you do the uh, the carousel music? In uh... that is uh, that's uh, that's a uh, ha- that's entry of no no that's a. Uh, Something the, the gladiators song the the, yeah. the 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 carnival music that's that's something the gladiators it's like uh, entrance of the gladiators or something that's what that song is that's, yeah that's a very old song yeah but I'm, I'm saying that was that was pre oh you recorded that you wrote it well, not um, wrote it but you you uh... I took the MIDI like a player piano oh, okay. I set them through my synth oh yeah. okay I didn't oh. know that <laughs> nice and um but like in episode two which seems to be our less loved episode. But it's my it's one of my favorites. Episode two, uh, just another desert planet. It's one of my favorite episodes. It has the karaoke entrance. That's, has, yeah. You know, it has like uh, it has Madge. It has Exodus. One of the most important settings in the entire show. Exodus, the 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 Western planet. Mm-hmm. It has Gygax. It also shows Slip at the beginning of the show <laughs> versus now, where he just shoots his best friend in the middle of him talking. Yeah. Or one of his oldest friends. I shouldn't say best, but like one of his oldest friends. He's it's like, bam, shot right there. Yeah, I love that really sequence. Great. It's one of my favorite sequences. And then it ends with the fucking like the entertainer by fucking uh, Billy um, Joel, Bla- not Billy Joel. The entertainer oh. by um one of the greatest ragtime musicians of all time. Basically, 
ragtime music is free to use as long as you don't use someone else's orchest- orchestrated piece. Mm-hmm. So the MIDI is all free. The, the The composition is free to use. So okay, like, good to know. Yeah. So if you want to put ragtime music in, uh, just look up like or older pineapple rag entertain yeah any beethoven we use a beethoven song in the in uh in pan in a hand pandler's part yeah at this point mm-hmm. it's open open public domain, yeah i mean right? like well so hand pandler you know ah, i'm hand pandler with stars for hope but um <laughs> yeah that fucking that's that shit say like, hi oh, Harvey, give a, give a review <laughs> and yeah, every please. one to five star review will, <laughs> will feed a little little character here little chicken <laughs> Bagok. Bagok. <laughs> Bagok. Uh, um, here's a controversial opinion I'll lay out. Uh oh. Yeah, I did mine since you're Yeah, here's, here's okay. my turn for a controversial opinion. I think all copyrights on everything, well, no, not everything, music, should only last like 15, 20 years. All right, mute yeah. the mics. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna yell it. I'm gonna, yeah. Yeah, like we'll We're take muting this the mics. Out, I got, I got some things I want to say too about this. Because here's, no, I'm kidding. No, keep it in. That's fine. Because, <laughs> because, <laughs> because, because here's, here's my idea behind that. No, no, please if go ahead. You have 15 to 20 years to make money off of that, right? Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. That should be more than enough time for you to make like an empire. Yeah. Like if you can't capitalize that on a 15 to 20 years, like what are you doing? Do let, you me, know? Let, let, let me counterpoint you here on this. Let me counterpoint and agree with you at the same time. Okay. okay. All right. So. We really wanted to end this season. And by, okay, so first of all, let me preface this by saying this. The Outlander is one big season on Apple Podcasts. It has season breaks in it. Inside season one are mini seasons. Just so that's clear. It makes sense here. Okay. So I really wanted to end the Outlander season of the show. The Outlander season of Megastar 7 with the song... Space is the place by Space Hog. I really, really wanted to end the show on that. Mm-hmm. But it's not about paying. I'm fine paying for it. 1500 bucks, $2,000. We can lot. crowdfund it, whatever. But the point is getting in touch with someone to do this is impossible if you're an indie creator. So mm-hmm. if you need 50 to 70 years before your stuff goes, falls in public domain, fine. But if I want to hire, if I want to commission this piece, I should be able to just email Amen. someone and then they're like, it's going to cost this much. That's my point too about the Ob- obtainability, yeah. if you will. That's my That's point too really about the 15 point. to 20 years. Because with my show, I, on knock on wood, I have no idea how I'm getting away with all this. Like I feel like if my show was slightly more popular. Well, here's the thing: Do you make any money? Do you have any ads or make any money? I make negative money. I do have ads. That's how it goes, huh? <laughs> I have ads, <laughs> but the ads don't cover anything. Like I, my my dues are ten dollars a month. My ads are like last month I made thirty three cents. Yeah, no, um, I yeah, I wouldn't worry too much about. It. So here's the thing: is like I, we probably could get away with it. We probably yeah, could. But, like I don't. That's podcast. Well, well, here's the thing. You won't risk it because all you got to do, all, all you prop, I don't, I'm not a lawyer. Mm-hmm. I am not adverse in space law. You're not but, a space lawyer, no. <laughs> I'm not a space I'm lawyer. A, I'm a bird lawyer, though. <laughs> yeah, Harvey Birdman. <laughs> um, no, um, but I feel like the worst that's going to happen to you is that you're going to have to take the episodes down and forfeit any money you made. And if you're only making 33 cents an episode, <laughs> not you know even, what I mean? 40, 33 cents a month. 
So like, yeah, you know, they'll be like, you gotta pay a hundred bucks and take that, take those songs out. It'll suck for your show, but I'll help you work. I'll I'll help you out. I mean, yeah, definitely, that'd be great. But um, if you ever need a song, if you ever need a song from one of us, like I think I think James and I are very close to starting our own band. Just me and him, like Chromio or something. Mm-hmm. Because like you know we like he's a very good singer and he like I I've sung in my bands. Persona Grey, I sang in. I wrote. I'm a better lyricist than I am a. Uh, a singer, a, vo- a vocalist. Your screaming ability far exceeds. Yes. I am a good. No, sa- I am a good that. screamer. That's the point. Like the mother patches screaming. That was mm. me who did that voice. Oh, nice. <laughs> Very but, good. Um, but um, I don't know. I think I wouldn't worry too much about your music because, like, it really depends. I mean, like, like I'm ta- I'm talking over it most of the t- like ninety nine percent of the time. Your show is fucking great. Okay, Thank just you. so we're clear. But like, I just like our show. It's not a cultural zeitgeist. It's not going to be not seen yet. by a million. Not yet. But <laughs> not as yet. of right now, it's not a cultural zeitgeist. It's going to mm. fucking. It's not fucking Adventure Zone. You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. it is what it is. I mean, like, we don't do it because we like because we want to make money. We do it because we I love do it. it. Yeah. Like, do it for the enjoyment of making it. We're at 144. So we're all. I'm be- <laughs> we're do we're, I'm top. I'm top. We're, I'm topping out the Halloween special. I'm pulling it up right now. I want to see exactly how long it is. <laughs> uh, hold on. No one ever does this. Like, listen, my interview with uh, the first episode of was like 27 minutes. Yeah, so I'm looking it up. Uh, I see it right now. The Wizard Hang Halloween special was two hours and six minutes long. Oh, we, we got it, dude. We, <laughs> we fucking recorded got it. for two and a half hours, though. I, I, there was a lot of cutting. You got you to gotta cut some shit. Yeah. I don't know why I'm talking about this before you cut it. Not, all this show is great. I don't know what you're talking about. We, we, this is, we have never fallen off this show. It's been great. Except for when we went I'm, to pee. Are we well, just going to have silence? For, yeah, I'll fucking play elevator music. But um, <laughs> no, uh, do, you want, do you want me to cut? Do you want me to cut out James's? Because our mics are definitely catching each other. Do you want me to cut that stuff I mean, out? Or what, do you want to like, do it? I mean, like, if you want to do that for me, that would be good. Because I'll do this it. is a I'll very long piece of audio that we're working with now. Yeah, no, I'll, 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 cut it, I'll cut it out. So, like... Skyler says he hates editing, but I think he secretly enjoys it. <laughs> I do. I, I love editing. I, bro, it's my favorite thing. Like, listen. Yeah, if, if, it's, can, yeah. if it's something I'm part of, and listen, I'm going to try something. I've never tried it before, but it's transient sound. And it where it'll do a smart cut of every time the... Uh, the mics go like this, get too quiet. So like every time we, your, your mic's picking me up and not you, it'll just clamp down hmm. and mm. then it'll cut that part out. Is this AI technology? No, it's just, it's, it's just, uh, maybe. The AIs are taking over, Scott. Maybe, dude. Maybe. <laughs> I have a very long VST chain nowadays. Uh, I have an NS, I have the NS1 for noise suppressing. And then I have, um... I have George Wells' uh, voice centrics to give us to give more balls to the voice. And then I use our compressor, Renaissance compressor, because it's a very light compressor that doesn't add color to your voice. Mm. Um, the 76, which is a very famous audio compressor, adds a lot of color to your sound, giving it almost a distorted, like, guitar-esque compression okay. guitar. But the Renaissance compressor... Just does like it just makes you louder versus anything else. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. I use Playlist Rider, which will give you tonal voice, so it gives you actual like low end to your voice without giving you like the sound. Yeah, I know exactly. Like yeah, like 
but it gives you like that low ending voice. Mm-hmm. There's been a couple. So, oh, that's going back to how much money I spend. Uh, 30 bucks in uh, epidemic sound for Foley noises and uh, $15 for distribution. I buy at least one to three VSTs a month, which could range from 30 to. I have to wait for a sale on waves, but it's usually 30 to a hundred dollars. So like, it just depends. Uh, I just, I, I just downloaded a trial of one called retro which pretty much just does like really cool echoes and retro sounding compression. So it has like the, oh, like nice. the low, the lo-fi sound. Very it's, it's, I, I have a free demo, but I'm definitely buying it. It's only 30 got, bucks like, right now. So mm-hmm. I've been working with vanilla audacity since day one. And I've just been like, I've just been able to, I'd figured out what the low pass filter does like eight episodes important. in. I was like, all right, this, this changes everything. <laughs> like every time I figure out what a new fucking effect does, I'm just like, oh shit. BSTs are hard, but I always recommend getting, um, the content creation pack on waves, uh, mm-hmm. because it has the NS one, a beautiful noise suppressor. Very beautiful. Very good. Um, the NS one, um, I also recommend that whole content pack. So George Wells, the playlist rider, and it gives you one more that I forget what it is, but, uh, the playlist rider is important because what it'll do is it'll, uh, it'll fade other tracks in and out. Mm. So like what it'll like, it'll, it'll, it'll automate the volume very well. Shit, that's awesome. Uh, let me tell you something, dude. If I didn't have playlist rider, Omega star seven would have died with episode three. I would have been like, I'm not really? doing this anymore. Damn. Yeah. I, I, I do all that shit manually. Uh, my editing process, um, it started about 20 to f- 24 hours a week on editing. Damn, that's now, a lot. And now um, episode 10, City of the Dead, which is available on Patreon if you'd like to hear it before it comes out. Mm. Um, it features a very important character in the show. The, probably, Bob Saget himself. Probably Bob the Saget, mo- no prob- way. What no, a high listen, profile guest. This, this, is not, this is not a slighted trip. Trey, this is not a slight. It's Saul or Kala. Slip is probably the most important character at this very moment in the show. He I'm dri- not offended. I'm an actor, not a character. Okay. <laughs> Just, he, well, he's driving the story forward. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? Agree. So, like, this other character who makes his reappearance drove the story. Because, like, Graham's character in episode nine was part of uh, the first season, as, season zero as well. But this next one, this next re- big return, it's a big one. Mm, can't wait big one so i'm excited for that but anyway uh i, f- I lost my train of thought oh the the episode production cost about uh cost about it took about five i uh i had friday off it was black friday i sat down on my computer at 11 o'clock and i finished up about a th- i finished editing around four four a.m or p.m 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 you edit for five hours yeah, because I had the time. I told I told Holy my wife. Shit. I took my kid. My wife was sick for Thanksgiving, so she stayed home. I went to my grandfather's house, and um, well, I I love my grandfather. I'm not saying that it wasn't it wasn't horrible. I was just saying I I had both kids with me, so mm. I have a four year old and a ten month old. My ten month old is much easier to take care of than the four year old. So we're clear. They get <laughs> yeah. they get harder to take care of. I'm just telling everybody: if you don't have kids, they Wait. get harder. And then about, from what I understand, about six or seven, they become easy again. Easier, because they can take care of themselves a little bit. But four to six, dude, it's, hard. it's been hard, bro. Like, But anyway, I had, you know, I, I took them 
to Thanksgiving. Uh, and so I was like, listen, I need to like, I need like a couple. I, I, I put off recording all we- editing all week. So I was like, I just need one. I just need one work day on this. So for five straight hours, I sat down, just did the whole episode. You can edit something like that in five hours, like an, e- an episode of your show. <clears throat> that is fucking insane. Cause it listen, takes me like, it takes me so much longer than that. Five hours. Well, it was probably just the sound effects alone. The important, you know, so when you have, when you, when you pay $15 a month for a Foley, a Foley library, all I got to say is I want a retro click. I type that in bullet. I say, that's good enough for me. Yeah. I've I've watched him like search. Like we had like a thunder and horse noise for, uh, Oh yeah. Episode eight, the beyond. <laughs> and like, there's like you just type in like thunder, and like you've got like 20 choices yeah, right there. And like, I, I mean, was like, yeah, I've got like at this point how many fucking episodes? Let, like 24 Chris, episodes in. I got all these sound effects, like just saved in my computer, drag and drop. Let this like, be. Let this be a lesson to you and every other podcaster listening. Okay. I met the goblin. Notes. I met the goblin cave. I really like those guys. Yeah, they're fucking great. Very good friends of mine. They reached out to us, and I was like, I love these guys. I hope if you're listening, I, I, I actually put. Gavin, he was on the Halloween special that we're about to beat in time. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Gavin. <laughs> but uh okay, let's be a lesson to you. I don't um, like the competition for time, but <laughs> you will hear many more things than any listener will. It's the same Absolutely. in music. I know it's that. the same in everything. So mm-hmm. I, I know you want to spend I'm not saying you specifically, specifically. No, I know I do, don't worry. I'm a little drunk. Um, I'm more than a little drunk. <laughs> um, I got two flip flops deep listen, right now. I'm I, have a, I, have, I have a lot of homies reaching out saying, how do you do it? You know, it sounds so good. I'm like, yeah, I don't know, man. Like you got to know what you want. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, don't spend, don't, don't wait. If Listen, if you like spending 20 hours on your episode, then fucking great. But I, I love my kids more than anything in the world. And my wife's okay too. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, like I love playing Skyrim. Just bought himself a week on the couch with that comment. <laughs> I already sleep on the couch, dude. You know how hard it is. Like my 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 wife co sleeps, and I get terrified sleeping in the bed with my daughter because mm. my daughter is my best friend. My ten month old. I never thought I would say I, I, I'm best friends with a ten month old, but my daughter is like the best thing in my life. Like I love her so much. But um, anyway, so I already sleep on the couch half the time. So. <laughs> I don't like sleeping with a baby in the bed. It scares me. It's like, scary. Okay. I mean, yeah, of course. Like, but um, but, you know. Uh, listen, dude. If if a gunshot goes off outside of my house and I'm asleep, I will not hear it. So if I roll over on a baby, it's done. Mm. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's it. End of story. Credits like, roll. Yeah. Credits roll, dude. Play the JoJo <laughs> theme, dude. It's, play play Yes's Roundabout, bro. <laughs> yes. I've put that in an episode once. That's good. You should. I, <laughs> I listen, man. I wouldn't pu- recommend doing that, but you can if you want to. Listen, man. Podcasting is pirate radio. It's we're just having a good time. I mean, yeah. It's it's had, fair use. This has been a fucking great time. I want you. I I really want you to know that like I have done. I'm not shit talking any podcast. This has all been my problem. I've done multiple podcasts. I've had fun on. I've always had fun. But I have been super happy with the experience, three like three or four times, and uh, this has been one of the best ones I've ever been a part of. I'm just oh, I thank you're you. You're so easy to be. You're 
so easy to talk to, and I haven't felt like I had to I had to walk on eggshells around you. Oh no, absolutely not. You know what? I'm just glad that you were able to carry this whole conversation for two hours because there's That's no it. way I, I would have had two <laughs> hours worth of stuff to talk about. There's ADHD, man. <laughs> there's ADHD <laughs> and sour monkey. It's a combo. <laughs> Oh man, I, I I don't know. I still want to talk a little more, but I'm just yeah. Let's just know, like, ten minutes, a little bit more, just so we beat out the other one. Well, we gotta do ten minutes past that because we have that ten least. minute pissing break. Was it ten did, or five I, minutes? I, speaking of, I might have to. I, I I'm about to piss my pants, honestly. <laughs> well, don't do that. <laughs> let's just don't take do a that. Quick break and then hey, we that could be back. some good concept content. We could be like on Twitter, like. I literally peed my pants during this podcast. Like, <laughs> <my pants>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go get my phone. Let's say let's say our five. Yeah, let's do it. Amateur hours over. Let me show you why they call me the Velour Fog. Hit it. I met her in a club down in old Soho. We drink champagne and it tastes just like Coca Cola. C O L A Cola. He sickens me. She walked up to me and she asked me to dance. I asked her her name, and in a dark brown voice, she said, Leela! L-E-E-L-A, Leela! Lee-lee-lee-lee-lee-la! What's up, buddy? What's up, buddy? How you been? It's long time no see. Long time no see. It's been about a two-minute bathroom break. Ooh. Is that only two minutes? Drinking seltzer waters. I'm drinking Maybe seltzer some... water with vodka in it. That is what's vodka, your... honestly. Chris, yes. what's your favorite part of Omega Star 7? My favorite part, uh, there's so many to choose from, but my favorite part of all would probably be the fact that it's like mostly like 99% fucking just you don't even have to write anything the dialogue just comes out <laughs> while you're doing it I feel like if I if my show were unscripted like that I could crank out so many without even thinking about it well that, so going back going back to James and I's sideshow we're gonna put on Patreon that will eventually you know if mm-hmm. if we if we walk away from the Outlander to do a new to develop a new show that will take its place in the airwaves for a while but um mm. You know, like James and I, like I can call James on a third. He works. He lives an hour away from me, an hour and a half almost. It's hour wow. twenty-two minutes. Hour twenty-two. Uh, Joe lives an hour. That's speeding. <laughs> Joe lives about an hour. Luna lives five minutes. So. But um, I've there 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 was one time I'll, I'll get a little personal here because I know I always say we never retake stuff. There was one time we retook stuff, and it was uh, mm. it was an episode. It was episode eight. Um, when Scrawl is woke when Scrawl is woken up and starts screaming. Oh, the part, the screaming part. It originally was Scrawl scream for about three seconds and then starts talking about lore. Nah, yeah, it felt it so like, it the new didn't. one. The new one's way better, honestly. It like, felt so even... uncomfortable, and I was like, "This is stupid. I hate this." It just yeah, like plot dump. You don't need it was, that. It was the first. It was exactly time. what it was. It was definitely a plot dump. It it, just, it it felt so unnatural for the show. It was the first time in over a year of recording the show. You know, because you know we, we count episodes season zero yeah. as well. Um, it it was so much bullshit that I was like, "This is stupid," and I just 
It, it, well, it was good plot. It just it didn't seem right for it someone. It wasn't natural. Who, well, you know, when you look for at someone Squalls, who's it, literally like a, a com- in a computer disc. Well, and just so. died. Yeah, yeah, like his last memory is being ripped apart by the Collector, which is still my favorite enemy. The Collector is my favorite villain in the entire show still. I'd say the Collector and then the character in episode nine. I'm very accepted. I'm very excited about uh, the villain in episode nine, which I will not. I stick because episode's so relatively new. It's only a week mm-hmm. old now. Um, I find that um, not even a week old yet. It only came out Tuesday, right? Yeah. Uh, the 30th. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I find that like I love Vax. I love the new the new villain who is a re, who's another character. I love all the characters, and that's because they're all my friends. Like mm-hmm. I know Vax was originally me. Moxie was originally me, but Kier, who does Tales of Sado Amerdu, Mudu, who who plays Vax now, and uh, you know Chrissy, who does Moxie. I think Chrissy does a great job as Moxie. I think Chrissy's a perfect Moxie. I think um, I really want I I really wanted a female character that wasn't a fucking femme fatale or some dumb dumb. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, want, I, I wanted totally get that. I wanted a nuanced feminine character. I really did. I really wanted someone who like brought a lot of. Um... But at the same time, mm-hmm. like you know, there's a little bit of like silliness to her character because like we look at what she survived. She was replaced by a synthetic, like, you know, a synthetic version of herself. There's so yeah. much nuance to that. But at the end of the day, it's still like silly pseudoscience space opera bullshit. You know what I mean? Of course. But um, it's so weird about Omega Star 7 because I don't get imposter syndrome with it. But mm. I do feel like an imposter talking about it because, like, I can really praise it because all I do is make sure it sounds good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, completely. I'm in the same boat. Yeah, but I, I I rarely talk about Slip. Like, I love playing Slip. I love Slip character. I love I love his growth as a character. I love everything about Slip. But, like, it, it's it's just me, like, rehashing how I grew up. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. what the, 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 the story beats in my life that helped me kind of wake up and realize, like, as, an, as someone with ADHD, like, you know, all you need in life is direction. Like, it's... Mm-hmm. And that, that's just me though. You know, like I stopped taking medication in high school because like I, it made, it made me a horrible person, not, not horrible person, but like I was a zombie and like, I just wasn't myself. And then after I was off it in senior year, two years of my life was just me trying to figure trying to like relearn who I was. And it was horrible. It was a horrible experience. And I never wished on anybody, but everybody's different. Some people might need ADHD medication, but me personally, all I need is direction. Exactly. Yeah, I need, I need, as long as I have direction and know what I want to do, like right now, okay. I know for a fact I have tonight and tomorrow to play Skyrim. But we're going to record Sunday and I have to edit the episode all next week over the course of like one hour here, two hours there, three hours there, and then yeah. a night of making it all sound good. But, I'm like um, the opposite about editing stuff. I'll, I wanted to record today, but like there were people in the house. And they were making noise, and I was like, "Shit, I don't have time today." So yeah, I no. just put I put together the little three minute trailer that came out today that we're recording this the the fourth of December. I put that together, and I was like, "Shit, there we go." I didn't have to record anything because it was text to speech. My mm-hmm. character's name Schmo Brannigan. You were talking about Zap Brannigan earlier. 
the concept <laughs> was like, oh, Zap Brannigan character uh, gets stuck from space, gets sent to Yergsland, the, the the planet pretty much that most of the show takes place on. Like, no one on this planet knows what space travel is. Like, doesn't, like... And now it's just an alien hanging out. All right, James. James. <laughs> yeah. You're Zap Brannigan. Well, my Zap Brannigan or this character? Because I was workshopping this character. Work, uh, the uh, Zap right. Brannigan from Futurama. Let's first hear it. time, First time ever. We're, g- we're going to hear the workshop of James's new character. Uh, for I've the, had too many drinks for this. <laughs> for, 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 the, for the sequel series to Omega Star 7. Well, because mm-hmm. so I was thinking maybe adding a little bit of grit to his voice. You should. You should. He Because yeah. he, like. The thing, the thing about Futurama is it's very shot. What I like to call shiny space. Mm-hmm. Futurama is shiny space. It is, yeah. it is Star Trek versus Star Wars. It, it, there, there are two spectrums. To, there's three spectrums to space: Dune, Star Wars, Star Trek. So, Omega Star Seven very, very clearly leans towards a mixture of Dune and Star Wars. There is almost no Star Trek influence on on uh, Omega Star Seven. So if you want to add grit, you should, because there's no grit in Star Trek. And then the other thing I was, so it, it comes close to Spank Starblind in a way. So I'm trying to make it distinct from that as well. Well, that, you know. because, you know, Spank Starblind was like, hello, how's everybody doing? It's welcome to the Spank Starblind show. Are you going to do show. Elvis right now? Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 I'm all shook up. Is that what his last thing he ate before he died? I'm, I think so. I think it, like the story was he like... His, had a heart he, attack on the habits. toilet. He would sit on the toilet for like hours at a time and just eat food and shit and then eat more food. <laughs> and that was just his whole deal. The fucking life, dude. The <laughs> yeah. fucking life, bro. That's, that's <laughs> what I want to aspire to be like. If I could edit Wizard Scroll while taking a shit, I would. <laughs> <Didn't> it- <laughs> we're, we're, Omega Star 7, we're like Oprah. We're, gonna, we're, we're now going to get a toilet system put in for... Chris underneath his where he's sitting right now. <laughs> oh my we're go- god. We're gonna fat so nice. We're gonna fashion his uh gaming chair into a toilet. Yeah, I, like I got a liver for the fucking what's it called? Lumbar support. I can go I can go back like this. Oh, can you imagine you if, if a toilet here. could you imagine if a toilet let you lean back? I would never leave. I would never I would leave. Never leave. Like, oh bro. <laughs> <laughs> like th- that's actually the next innovation in like those super fancy Japanese toilets. Yeah, with like the the fucking what's it called the bidet in there. Yes, exactly. You just get a squirt of water up your ass while you're shitting. I, it's apparently much better for you. I mean, honestly, if I could do that on a daily basis, I probably would. This mm-hmm. episode is brought to you by Tushy. Buy a Tushy. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> I they were like selling out of those whenever like the pandemic. Well, and yeah, because there's no there's, there's no fucking toilet, toilet paper. paper. Oh, yeah, everybody's buying them. You gotta, you gotta them. clean your ass with something. <laughs> like you if know, you have a tie, imagine like you have a tie, right? Like, yeah, you don't have, you don't need toilet paper. <laughs> you just you just bend over and just you just like do like you do the floss like what you do with a towel when you dry off. You oh do that. God! Never never never, never God. forget what Charlie Murphy once up. said about. There's a bear and a rabbit shitting in the woods, and the bear says, "Does your does, do you have a problem with shit sticking to your fur?" And the rabbit says, "No." So the bear wiped his ass with the rabbit. <laughs> and now he does. <laughs> oh, that's classic funny. Cla- classic Eddie Murphy. Oh, that's really actually pretty good. Pretty good. 
But um, all right, do your voice. I want to hear it. Okay, so I was thinking like, hey, how's it going? But it was also like, it's also getting a little Johnny Bravo-y. Yeah, that's yeah, great. Yeah, I kind of yeah. hear that a little bit. I like it. Hey. Hey, say, say, hey, mama. Hey, mama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mama. Oh, listen, oh, man. Hey, listen, like, listen, I'm coming at you. <laughs> I know, like, I'm like the weird brain of the show, but like, I do, I do a voice once in a while. Like, I do, yeah, like, you do you know, a good do, slip. You do a good space I, Australian. I do, I do slip very well because slip is very, like, slip is a very distinct voice. But I'm slip. You know, it's, it's. Yeah, you can just slip right into it. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey this guy. <laughs> but like, if it wasn't for James, because like, listen, like, I'm not. Luna's a great actress as herself, as Cal is an echo of herself. But like her, Joe, and myself, we can do like maybe three to four other voices. I mean, I could do this voice if you'd like. Berry hey, some I'm creams. Love. Hello, love. How's it going? I know. But um, <laughs> without James, the show would fall apart because he does like every time we're like, can you do like uh, you know, well, we started with Southern Belle, but it came out like a little a little offensive. So I was like, all right, do Jersey Girl instead <laughs> <laughs> for Trixie. Um. <laughs> uh, seriously, you guys are ridiculous. Yeah, I had one point I was trying to do a Morgan Freeman. It ended up more like Foghorn Leghorn. I just wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> I say, I say, I say. <laughs> hey, Foghorn Leghorn's great. <laughs> oh, let me tell you, son. Uh, I'm Morgan Freeman. Uh, yeah, what's up? Uh? <laughs> I I hear I hear it's like Morgan Freeman and Foghorn Leghorn had a had a chicken god baby. <laughs> Holy fucking shit, dude. <laughs> I, um, what a night it's been, guys. Yeah, this is a fucking great time. Like, this is even better than I thought it would be. Well, so, like, one of these sour monkeys, listen, like, I've, I, I've done a couple podcasts, and like I said, and you've been one of my favorite ones. I like that I already, I already kind of know you, and I know you're kind of yeah. like me, so it's easy to talk to someone who's like me. Yeah. Um, but, um, I met you tonight. Hi, nice chair. to meet you. <laughs> but, I've done podcasts like, oh, you know, honestly, I've been on like com- my, my first ever appearance was on Commune DM. And we had a great time. And we just talked about Star Wars and like villains. And because like a big, a big important part of Mega Star 7 is making very nuanced villains. Vax mm-hmm. is nuanced. The Overlord is nuanced. Moxie's nuanced. It's even sl- whoop. <laughs> almost mm-hmm. spoiled it. <laughs> Did you say slips a villain? No, 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 no. I said the other the other person. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I almost spoiled it there. <laughs> Close. They're all no spoilers yet. River song. They're all. They're all I, I almost you Tom. Tune in to Omega Star Seven episode like eighteen or whatever to figure out what he meant there. No, it, it, it's it's um well it's epi- it's already out. I just don't want to spoil the episode that's already out. It's only oh, okay. it's only it's only a couple days old. So um, yeah, you don't want to spoil it. But um, you know, I mean. Oh, like I, I prefer, I prefer, I prefer a good villain more than a good hero. Yeah, honestly, like I've had the opposite. I feel like almost because with my most recent arc that's concluded now, like season two from episode one to six was its own arc. Umbrella, the Lich Queen was literally just like, okay, big bad evil guy villain. I didn't really have to think about it and I was just able to write it really quickly well and there's there's something there's something to be said about both types yeah because if you have like a clear-cut evil villain you can use them as like a mirror for your other characters Mm -hmm. um in a lot of ways whereas like when you have a nuanced one 
it doesn't necessarily reflect the other protagonists and whatnot as easily. Um, it, it they can interact with them and they can show their own character, but it's it's not such a direct like reflection of who they are. Yeah, by by being such an op- polar opposite, you know, in a lot That's of ways. A good point. So there's something to be said for both of them, I think. Yeah. No, for sure. Like, I, depends I, on the kind of show you're trying to do. Because if yeah, you want something well, that, that's... that too, yeah. Like, you don't have to be a thought-provoking story to be good. Right. You know, like, I, I like, season two, like, what I did with uh, the first six episodes of this season was, like, it was just a whole arc finishing off, like, wrapping up the character arc for this one character, Rodney, spelled R-A-H apostrophe D apostrophe N-Y. <laughs> All fantasy. Rodney. Rodney. Rodney, yeah. Rodney. That's him. It's Rodinini. <laughs> Yo, my new D and D character. So, like, let's talk, let, let, let's talk about something totally different. Yeah, my new D and D character. Uh, my my rogue Afton, whose voice is modeled after Slip. So Afton's like more of like a. How's it going, everybody? It's like um, it's a little bit like it's a little bit like Slip, but a little less um gritty. If you would, yeah, if you, if you would. But um, like Slip's younger brother who went to boys' school, <laughs> law school. Exactly. So space like, Afton, <laughs> space law Afton really wanted to help everybody. He was a very nice guy. He was a rogue, a swashbuckler rogue that was really nice. And Afton, um, he ended up re- unleashing Omnath onto the world mm. to save his friends. So, I he he ended up dying doing in in such Spoilers. in such a thing. And uh, James's <laughs> character was too drunk that he was he was falling into other play other characters he does. Whoops! <laughs> it was it was football Sunday, baby. It was, but yeah, um, yeah, money line. But uh, my new character. Eagles, all I'm saying is the Eagles lost. Okay, my, yeah, yeah you, we could tell. We could tell. I know. I didn't have to fucking watch the movie. I have. I didn't have to watch the game to know they lost after how you were playing. <laughs> but um. My new character is a druid who's also he's a st- circle of circle of stars druid, which is um, pretty much a uh, you know a tarot reading star druid. And I, I don't know. I just want to talk about it for a second. I really enjoy it. Yeah, continue. That's all. That's it. <laughs> he's a star druid. He's, he's a cool. warforged. I love Blade Runner. So I love uh, <laughs> I love robots and androids. <laughs> And Warforges. We actually test ran it last night in like a different campaign we had, and I was like, I'm, I'm definitely gonna play him like Marvin from fucking um from uh Looney Tunes. No, 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 the no, March. No, no, no. no, no. Mar- <laughs> Mar- Mar- Marvin from uh Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Marvin the Paranoid Android. Who's so smart that he he can't fucking he doesn't care about anything. He's just a misanthrope. Douglas Adams is is a genius. I love him. Listen, Douglas Adams, while his show is technically shiny new space like Star Trek, or his uh, well, it was it was a show mm-hmm. before a novel. Was well, um, a teleplay? Well, or teleradio? It was a radio play. Radio play. It was yeah. a radio play, but um, it was shiny new space. It was it was more Star Trek than Star Wars. There wasn't any laser swords or fucking no. cowboys no, no, or anything no. like that. But um, still, I think. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy because Omega Star Seven is a satire. It's a satire on space opera. Like it's less of a satire on Star. Well, Omega Star Seven has three levels. It's a it's a it's a heartwarming story. It's a story about people growing. It's a story about living with ADHD, and it's also a satire on 
a space opera. That's more, more layers than a fucking onion right there, James. That's right, dude. Like <laughs> we're, li- we're like ogres. <laughs> it's like well, a fucking, like a Russian doll with the, the another doll inside. Yeah, well. Another doll inside here, that. Here's the big thing about it, though, is like we didn't know that going in. What we know is that like we just, it, it's what came out of us. You just let it ride and then you just got a whole thing. And we looked back and said, what does this even mean? It has to mean something because it, it wasn't, it, you know, it's so improvised that like it had to have come from somewhere and we have to like decode the pieces and be like, where, what does all this mean? And I think now that we know that, I think it's making and our episodes so show. much better. It's that yeah, now yeah. that we, we, we took eight episodes to figure out what we were. To be like, okay, I see, the, I see the, I see the, I see the morals of the stories. I mean, when I, when I tell people about the show, so I was telling my one of my bosses the other day, or actually just Friday. Um, I was, I guess that was yesterday, huh? Wasn't it? Yeah, time flies. All right, anyhow, but I was yeah. telling about the show, and uh, and I was telling him, I was like, you know, those first two episodes, we we're really like finding ourselves. Like, they're not perfect, but they give the seed of what's to come. Like, exactly. there, there's a lot like a of sitcom. growth from that. Yeah, you have, to, yeah, yeah. you have to figure out how to make what you want to make and how to have it sound how you want it to sound. The first three episodes yeah. were pilots, for sure. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and I like, feel like what? almost the same way. Like, my first, like, eight or nine episodes were kind of like that, where I didn't really know what I was doing, but, like, I had to do it to figure out how. Yeah. And, and, and plus, and I was working it? with, like... My first 16 episodes I had written over the course of a year, I didn't start recording until 16 episodes I had written. And I was like, shit. I didn't know how to do what I wanted to do until I did it. So like 10 episodes in, I'm like, all right, this is a little bit better. And now I'm on season two and I'm like, all right, this is way better. This is closer to what I wanted from the start. But now I know what I want to do and how to do it. Practice makes perfect. Finish your thought, James. I was going to say about... I was going to say that your like Twitter post the other day, like you were talking about, like if you don't know if you can do it or not, or what was something along those lines, just, just Orson do it. Wells, Orson Wells. So when mm. Orson Wells did the greatest movie, well, okay. I don't love it that much, but I'm not going to deny that it's one of the most important movies of all time. Rosebud. Yeah. That was, was great for getting infinite money in the Sims. That, Black and white. It's a, it's a movie that is life changing. For like that for the time, like I'm not saying if I watch mm-hmm. it damn like oh my brain is blown, but like for people in the 30s, that was like the movie. It was like what the fuck? Yeah, it was for the time for sure. It was yeah. our it was our usual suspects. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, basically, what Orson so they asked him in the 30s or 40s when the fucking movie came out, they were like, so. They're like, what did you like, like, what made you just do it the way you did? And he was like, ignorance. Ignorance is the greatest confidence. It's only when you know what you're doing that you second guess yourself. And that's yeah, what he said. And totally um, right. that's the same thing with Omega Star 7. This is probably a good play. We broke the we broke the record, baby. <laughs> Longest episode. Hell let me just yeah. let me tell you, <laughs> Goblin Cave, who asked us about it. If you want to make an improv, if you want to make an audio drama, that's like an actual audio drama, not a, not an actual play, not a podcast, an audio drama, and you're mm-hmm. afraid to do it. You're you can't write scripts. You maybe you can't write music. Maybe you can write scripts great, and you can't do music. I say fuck all that and just get in, get in there and figure it out. You because know what? I'm I didn't you- even know what an audio. I didn't know audio drama was an actual term until like fucking a year and a half in. 
And bitch, and you like, know shit, now. That's perfectly it. Yeah. <laughs> and let me tell you something. Just do it. Let yeah, let it. us know that our our somewhat contained success. I find us successful. I don't care if we are successful. I feel I feel I feel the success in our show. You should because feel successful. Every honestly. every episode has a has a higher amount of first week, first month. That means five to ten more people listen every single time we release an episode. And to me, that's important. So let me tell you something. Anyone who wants to hear this, who wants to start, just fucking do it. If Orson Welles can make the great can make the greatest movie of all time, why can't you make the greatest audio drama of all time? Get the Correct. fuck in there. Don't listen to other audio dramas. Maybe listen a couple times to understand what Maybe it's listen like. to Omega Star 7. Maybe. They're, fucking, they're pretty good. <laughs> Maybe check out the Wizard Scroll. Maybe. But fucking get in there. I be- Listen, if you... And let me tell you something. I say this to every, every, every podcast I'm on, every Reddit thread I'm on, every Twitter thread I'm on. If you ever need anything from James or I, we got your fucking back. Hell yeah. Honestly, fuck. I might have to pull you guys up for a resource at some point please some do point yeah, soon. no problem if you want to come on for like a guest uh role or anything we'll do it we'll fucking, do it tonight more than Se- send us a script just, <laughs> honestly <laughs> fuck i won't even We're send already you a script. Here. i'll just be like just go for it send me whatever the fuck you think is funny and i'll <laughs> put it in i'll fucking shoehorn it in somewhere i don't give a shit you're gonna get a whole bit about earthworms and oranges hope you're ready <laughs> <laughs> oh man I uh, I just want to say I uh, we broke the record. We have two more things we gotta do tonight, including James's lines in in yep. that show. Yeah. So, Chris, I'll, I don't know why I'm doing the sign off here. <laughs> this is sour monkey. Everybody, man. it's been the Wizard Scroll. Such, Thanks for listening. Good <laughs> job. You might as well continue. <laughs> Chris, I want to thank you for being for having us on the show. I want to thank Chris you for coming on. Chris, I want to thank you for being on the Wizard Scroll. <laughs> why? Thank you. I feel so honored. <laughs> <laughs> I got a fucking half of a third drink here. I'm drinking right now, and I got my uh, wizard okay. pipe. Did you okay. see this? Okay. Check out this pipe I got at the Rainbow <laughs> last year. That, I was fucking Shire Herb, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm about, I'm gonna. We're gonna take these lines. We're gonna drink one more of those beers. All right, sounds yeah. good. We're gonna, we're gonna drink one of those drinks. Fucking, we're gonna play Skyrim, bro. <laughs> Hell yeah, Skyrim. Let's play. Let's do it. Oh fuck, bro! Oh, man. I would, sh- I would, I could sit here for hours. This is this, the time flew by. Please have yeah. us again because this is absolutely fucking. This is, this is one of the most fun invited. things I've ever done in my life. <laughs> I, you know what? Zero prep time. This is it. This is the show. This yeah, because you're talking to- about whatever, <laughs> and I'm me just saying yes. Like <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally like I could not have carried this for so long. <laughs> if not for like all the topics you guys had this is oh, this man. is so much fun we had fun buddy and uh yeah. we should hang in real life too at some point oh, you yeah, live, you know live like you what what do you live in sit in new york city or like uh, albany or something i live in florida something? currently boca raton oh florida. then we're definitely coming to visit let's go hell yeah <laughs> florida i'm in hell yeah in the winter time <laughs> i'll go down fuck it hell yeah. i'm about to get my two weeks vacation back so uh there you go, right there. Two weeks, all you need. Well, Chris, give us the sign off so we can leave. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for hanging with us on this wizard hang. Um, if you got anything more to plug, I know you plugged a lot of things earlier. If you want to plug any uh, yourself, 
your your instas or anything here we go right now here we go i want everyone to check out space castle z1 the book of constellations first episode of i want you to check out the night post i want you to check a care of feeding werewolves i want you to check out delivery i want you to check out neon shadows i want you to check out filthy 47 i want you to check out what danger names and the wizard scroll as well we're not there yet danger dames wizard scroll check out the wizard scroll (laughs) yes check out if you haven't already (laughs) please please if you don't listen to our show please go into our show notes and look at the shows that have been a part of our show they have made the show magical they have they have kept us going and I know we're lucky right now to be able to not need other people to help us keep the show going other than a few guest stars once in a while. But if that first season was was lifted and kept going by the, the collaborators who were part of it. And I, I just have to say, like, I'm so thankful the, for the community. So please, if you're a Twitter user, Instagram, it's harder. But if you're on Twitter, just look up audio dramas, look up podcasts, just join the if you want to get into this community you have to you have to participate yeah and just just know if you're someone listening and you don't you're you're not you're not a podcaster you're just getting started you have a friend in us please reach out to us and let us know if you need anything because we're always here for you oh you should probably give out the twitter handle oh omega star seven underscore pod hell yeah plug that shit all right uh, well yeah yeah. take it that's it for me that's James, it. James, you have anything to plug? You got anything um, to plug? I wish I did, but not at the moment. But who knows? If you want to, like, yeah, send me a link. I can put it in the in the episode description. If you want to, ladies and folks at home, if you want to check out the mystery plug, check it out in the episode description. Click that here, link. See here what we happens. Go. We have one more man to fill before we hit two thirty. How we gotta do it? Um, all right, more all Chuck right. Tingle books. Chuck Tingle, <laughs> let's go. What? What? One more Chuck Tingle game. Let me see it. Yeah. What a way to pull end. it up again. <laughs> Chuck Tingle. Holy! Chuck is that his actual Chuck name? Like, is that his birth name? No. Um, oh, okay. All right, here it is. All right, none of us can laugh. All right. Gay T Rex law firm executive boner. Close, close, close. Damn. <laughs> Keep going. Keep going. Um, not pounded by anything while I practice responsible social distancing. And there not is yet. a, there's a, let me tell you about this fucking cover that I'm looking at right now. It's, it's an African-American fellow standing there with a thumbs up with no shirt on. And next to him standing there is a man in a suit. But instead of like a man's face, it's a T-Rex. And that's the. That's James, the, I don't know why that almost broke me, but it did. James almost lost James. All right, almost. All right, let me, maybe this next one will do it. All right. <laughs> Bigfoot pirates haunt my balls. Yeah. All right, James is out. I'm still in. I'm still in. I'm still in. And on the cover of this one is a, it's a, it's a man dressed like a pirate, but instead of his face, it's a gorilla with an eye patch. And standing next to him is like some 19-year-old with washboard abs and overalls. And he's standing there with like a, like a squinty pose. Like a squanched like facial expression. Like, mmm. Pounded, pounded in the butt by my own butt. <laughs> pounded right. in the butt I by wish. my book. Pounded in the butt by my own butt. <laughs>
Chris, thanks for having us, buddy. I'll see. We'll thanks see you on the next one. Thanks for coming on. This was so much fucking fun. Two and a half hours of bliss right here. Woo hoo! I'll I'm gonna send this to James. You better have it edited by the by tomorrow. What? It's, yeah, please. What? Tomorrow's <laughs> football Sunday. Me, I All right, I want I want this dividends. done next week. Don't make me do it because I got an episode to edit. I mean, I can have it done Monday. All right, sick. All right, buddy. Thanks for having us. All right, thanks for being Bye-bye. here. This is fucking so much fun. Take Anytime care, buddy. You want to come on? This is it. This is the please spot reach out to on. us. Let us know. Yes, reach out. We'll to be you there. Well. Later, buddy. Later, Bader. Thanks for coming on, Wizard Hang. Uh, thanks for hanging with us. Wolch, catch you next time. Omega Star 7. Fucking, this is the best show of 2021, let me tell you. And the Wizard Scroll, baby! Wizard Scroll, close second. <laughs> Alright, All right. take care, buddy. Check later. You later. Goodbye. Peace. Goodbye. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Welcome to the Strata. There's two of them following me. I know that for sure. Hand over the package and we'll let you go. You'll let me go? Oh, that's cute. The first bullet hits me in the chest, sends me staggering back a step. All right, you assholes. Let's go! Move it! Yeah, run! That's it! And spread the word! Don't mess with rust! Ever! Anyone who tries is gonna... Oh, forget it. The Strata. In a dystopian city, an aging courier is forced to go into business with an underworld ganglord in order to pay for the treatment that keeps him alive. Check out The Strata anywhere you listen to podcasts.